News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Members of the British royal family traveling from far and wide to be with Queen Elizabeth at her summer residence at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. This is her doctor's expressed concern for the 96-year-old monarch's health. Johnny Diamond is the BBC's royal correspondent. There is a degree of seriousness that we have not seen before. The very fact that the statement was issued um, when the palace is so reticent, really, about making any commentary on the Queen's health, the phrasing of the statement that the Queen's doctors are concerned for her health. Elizabeth ascended to the throne 70 years ago. Already stunned by the murder of school teacher and young mother Eliza Fletcher, now another shocking crime has shaken Memphis. Ezekiel Kelly is the 19-year-old believed to be responsible for a series of shootings across Memphis. Todd Starnes with KWAM Radio Memphis says that Kelly is allegedly the gunman who drove around the Tennessee city shooting at people yesterday, killing four and wounding several others. The day-long rampage forced frightened residents to shelter in place. It began just before 1. Yesterday morning ended around 8.30 last night. Police say Kelly, who live-streamed the attack, was arrested when he crashed during a high-speed vehicle chase after a carjacking south of Memphis. And a judge in Memphis revoking the bond of the man charged in the abduction and the murder of Eliza Fletcher. The suspect arraigned on a charge of first-degree murder. On Wall Street this morning, stocks in the red so far. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 99 points. The Nasdaq Composite Index is off 21. And the S&P 500 Index trading 10 points lower. More on these stories at townhall.com. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. Good morning, everybody. This forecast is pretty straightforward. Mostly sunny sky today. Temperatures in the upper 70s. Delightful day. Tonight, mostly clear with some patchy fog developing by daybreak. Overnight low 56. Tomorrow, early morning patchy fog giving way to mostly sunny skies. Highs in the low 80s. Saturday, mostly sunny and warm. Highs in the low to mid 80s. Sunday, mostly sunny and warm. Highs in the low 80s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. 66 in Norwich and New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. Uh, Waterford's moratorium on cannabis sales is about to end, but it looks like it'll become permanent. The Planning and Zoning Commission discussing a ban last night on both the sale and production of the drug. They may allow production of cannabis, but most commissioners look like they oppose the sale of it. Looks like they'll seek public comment before a final decision is made, which will be before the end of the year because that's when the moratorium expires. 
Connecticut's annual remembrance ceremony of the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks is being held tonight. The ceremony held at the state's 9-11 memorial at Sherwood Island State Park in Westport. The names of the 162 people with Connecticut ties who died in the terrorist attacks are read aloud at the ceremony. The state's remembrance is always held days before the anniversary of the attacks to allow the families to participate in the official ceremony at uh, Ground Zero in New York. Rhode Island's U.S. Senator Jack Reed seeking expedited federal funding for the Ocean State, which was drenched with flooding this week. You remember seeing the pictures of I-95 all flooded out up near Providence. And uh, much of Rhode Island got doused with about a half a foot of rain. Some spots uh, close to a foot of precipitation. Reed says the federal government needs to be ready to supplement state and local recovery efforts. The senator says the extent of the damage still being evaluated. Mostly sunny today, high of 78, currently 66 in Norwich at 10.05. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH, and now Stu Breyer. It's time for the number one talk show of eastern Connecticut and southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Morning, everybody, on this beautiful day. Appreciate you being there. And uh, because you're there, we want to bring in one of our most popular guests, gentleman that helps me keep my sanity. Ladies and gentlemen, the colonel is here, Rob Simmons. Good morning, Rob. Hey, good morning, Stu, and how are we doing today? Well, you're sounding chipper. Yeah, well, the weather's cooled down a little bit. You know, it was a, it's been a hot, a hot, dry summer for the farm, mm-hmm. and uh, test, test, a lot test, of the test, crops test, test, have test, been test. adversely affected. It's it's been hard out there working in the fields in the hot sun. But but we're into September, and it's a beautiful September mm. day. Cool, nice breeze. Couldn't be better. Unfortunately, the corn's gone, so what are you going to do? Hey, you know, that's just the way the corn grows. <laughs> yeah, it's the way the, the, the corn, corn goes. Grows. Yeah, we've with the drought, you know, uh, the corn crop was stunted because we don't irrigate, and the birds were so desperate for water uh, that flocks and flocks of birds would fly into the cornfield and actually dig down into the silks of the corn and eat the top portion of the, uh, of the ear, hmm. which, which meant that if you took it, so the farm stand for sale, people wouldn't buy it. They say, "Well, what's something's wrong? Some some somebody's been eating the corn. Well, it's been a bird." So we've had to trim all the corn and sell it to the restaurants. Well, you're such an interesting guy. Someday we're just going to talk about other things besides politics. But uh, well, sure, there's a lot out there, Stu. <laughs> you a know, lot out there. Try being a farmer sometime. It's not e- <laughs> And I'm I'm not a real farmer. I'm, I I do the weeding, the cultivating, uh, the picking, and this kind of stuff. But uh, I work with a professional farmer, Joe Burdick, who's who's worked on our farm, our family farm, since he was a teenager. So he 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 has the knowledge. I just have I put in the sweat equity. I'm sure it's sure you're doing a good job. So um, I watched last night. I don't even know where to start with you, Rob, today. But I watched last night the unveiling of portraits at the White House for President Obama and Michelle. All all very nice. Uh, but something the pre- former president said. I fell out of the couch he said um it's a low couch it wasn't too bad yeah he he said that um he was praising uh, president biden how much better our country is today and i'm saying aren't we just tired of the bs i would think so and you know having served in in public offices for 
quite a few years, uh, having won most of my elections, um, 12 out of 14, I, I know what it's like when you're in public office or running for a public office. I know what it's like to be under the microscope where everything you say is examined very carefully. And sometimes you have to, uh, you know, exaggerate a little bit uh, to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure, I understand. But, but I'm out of office now, and I'm I'm under no such restraint. I tell it the way I see it. I've always done that to a certain extent. But why Biden, why Obama would have to say, that, you know, spout that kind of nonsense is just, uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, he could very easily, you know, Joe and I served together for eight years. He was a great vice president. Uh, I could always rely on him uh, to help me out. He, he, he has tremendous knowledge and experience of the people in Washington, D.C., having served there for close to half a century. There are a lot of, I mean, I, I could fill 10 minutes with nice things to say about mm-hmm. Joe Biden that don't constitute a flat-out lie. Uh, but to say that things are going well today, and they're better than they were, let's say, under Donald Trump, that's just a flat-out lie. Yeah, well, it's it's one of many, many, many. But let's uh, go to something, Rob, that I think most of us are confused about, and that is the Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh, I don't know what the real answer is. Uh, maybe we'll never know. But uh, some people say, well, it's the same old, it's the Russia, 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 it's this and that. Um, what is your professional take on all of that, Ray? My professional take is very simple. The, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which actually has a very bad track record uh, in, in engaging in partisan politics against Donald Trump, and the de- Department of Justice, by the way, a very bad track record in, in dealing uh, with covert actions against uh, Donald Trump since before he was a candidate, or as soon as he declared himself as a candidate, uh, the whole crossfire hurricane uh, issue, which which was um, a package of lies cooked up by the DNC, uh, Democrat National Committee, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the Steele dossier, uh, uh, Comey's uh, spiking the the uh, Hunter laptop. Um, the questionable involvement of the FBI in the January 6th riot, which they now, of course, call an insurrection, which it wasn't. It was not an insurrection. doesn't meet any of the standards of an insurrection. All of this represents the Federal Bureau of Investigation uh, taking a partisan stand against uh, a political player and, a, and really a political party. And, and we know that the Presidential Records Act uh, authorizes the archives to deal with a former president on the acquisition of, of documents. We know that that was taking place. We know the FBI visited Mar-a-Lago in June, observed the storage place, said it would help if they added another lock, which they did. Um, and then, lo and behold, you have an unprecedented raid, and that's really what it was, raid on the president's personal um, residence never happened before in the history of our country. When did it happen? Well, it basically happened a couple of months before uh, the midterm election where the Democrats are very afraid they might lose the House and maybe even even the Senate. And, and what has happened as a consequence of that raid? Uh, as a consequence of that raid, uh, we are told by the Attorney General of the United States of America that he cannot reveal the details of the affidavit 
because it's got sensitive sources and methods in it. And when they're finally, when the, when the uh, attorney general finally releases portions of the affidavit, it's 38 pages long, of which only two pages can be read. And the two pages that can be read uh, contain nothing of any particular s- significance. So the American people who actually have a right to know what's going on are being denied that right to know by a partisan attorney general and by a partisan a federal bureau of investigation this is this is unprecedented and when and when the fbi seizes the documents and then systematically releases a little bit of information a little bit of information a little bit of information to the press not to the american people they leak it to the press well there was there was 100 secret documents then there were 700 secret documents then there were 300 secret documents then there's a picture of quote unquote documents but if you look carefully at the photograph you will see that those are document covers Mm-hmm. Those are document covers that have been scattered on the floor by the FBI, laid out there in a in a pattern designed with with the colorful covers designed to lead the viewer to believe the the uh, the unsophisticated viewer to believe that those are secret documents. They're not. They're document covers. Uh, and then off on the right hand side is a box with a with a fi- framed cover of the New York Times of the uh, Time magazine. What is in the framed cover of Time magazine? It's actually a cartoon picture of Donald Trump sitting at a desk in the Oval Office, and behind him, looking in the window, are Comey, Biden, Obama, mm-hmm. the Attorney General, all of his enemies, Hillary Clinton, all of his enemies, and and the the cartoon, the front page of the Time is is labeled "Knock Knock." In other words, hey, guess what, Mr. President, we're out to get you. Well. That's, this is pure partisan politics. This is not a legitimate investigation. This is pure partisan politics, and it's designed to keep Trump in the news in an adverse way as we head towards the November election. That's what it is. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, what a joke. They're not investigating. They're, they're in, they are actually engaged in the insurrection. They are engaged in the insurrection four years ago with Crossfire Hurricane which was a scam of lies and concoctions that Donald Trump was a Russian agent, when in fact the FBI knew damn well where all of that came from. It came from Hillary Clinton, it came from the Democrat National Committee, and it was designed to provide a cover for her. The Mueller report, a scam. He's a former head of the FBI. He, he promoted Jim Comey to be head of the FBI. That Mueller report is a scam. They, they wasted $30 million and, and kept leaking and leaking and leaking to the press about Donald Trump. The leaks then led to uh, efforts to impeach him. And now we learn from, from reading the final version of the Mueller report, there's no evidence that Trump was a Russian agent or had anything to do with Russia. No evidence at all. So the American people, unfortunately, are, are being fed a whole series of lies and false narratives about Donald Trump uh, fed through the media, which which favors, of course, Democrats and Democrat candidates, and and the FBI, which is supposed to be an imper- impartial investigative body, is very much playing the game of covert action, not unlike what they did to Martin Luther King 30 years ago during the Civil Rights Movement, where they tried to get him to commit 
suicide. I mean, these are all facts. These are facts of what the FBI has done. Mm. And what they're doing today is disgraceful. You've been in the trenches, you certainly know, but the FBI, when they do things, they're getting directives to do it. They're not doing it on their own, so we would blame what the Attorney General, or who would we go to? The President. Oh, the President, of course, but yeah. Of course, the President of the United States of America. I mean, that's where we're at. Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Sally Yates, Jim Comey, and Susan Rice all met January 5th of 2017 and planned, they planned the crossfire hurricane um, action against uh, the incumbent president. It, it's all just a matter of public record. Uh, all you have to do is, is do the research. It's all there. Now, you're not going to read it in the New York Times or the Washington Post because they're in the bag for the Democrats. Of course they are. And and let, let, let me make it clear. I, I personally uh, find Donald Trump to be narcissistic and obnoxious. <laughs> me too. I don't, I don't, he's not the kind of person that, that I like, but I find his treatment unacceptable. His treatment, his treatment is a violation of our Bill of Rights and and our the promise of our Supreme Court that we will have, and our Justice Department, that we will have equal justice under the law. We don't have equal justice under the law. Hillary Clinton destroyed 33,000 classified emails based on her service as Secretary of State. She had a server in, in, the, in a closet in her house in Chappaqua, New York. She smashed and bleach bit her, her computers and her cell phones. She destroyed evidence that had been requested uh, by subpoena. And where is she today? She's smiling and saying, maybe I'll run for president. <laughs> yeah, she will. She'll be in her yeah, late hundreds. And where is, uh, where is Hunter Biden, who, who has collaborated with foreign governments, accepted bribes from foreign governments, who have had a laptop, a laptop, which was turned over to the FBI, and they spiked it. They buried it. And then when Bobolinsky went public, they interviewed him for five hours on the record and said, we'll get back at you on this. He never they did. never called him again. He never called him again. This, this, this is a, an absolute scam and a sham uh, perpetrated on the American people. Let's face it, that Rob. Somehow there is something that Donald Trump somehow took something that is so sensitive and highly classified that it merits an unprecedented invasion of his privacy, the violation of his Fourth Amendment rights. And just, and just to remind everybody, the Fourth Amendment says the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be served. That would be in the affidavit. Guess what? We haven't seen the affidavit. They haven't given it to us. The, the Department of Justice is actually the Department of Injustice, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation is actually the Federal Bureau of Insurrection because their behavior towards um, candidate and President Donald Trump is tantamount to insurrection. So, Rob, uh, explain to us, and uh, they're going to try to stop it, obviously, the courts of getting somebody who is uh, hopefully bipartisan to uh, be in this investigation. What do they call him, the martyr? The witch? 
the one they, they've chosen somebody. The judge has ruled that yeah, you can have. Yeah, the judge has ruled that there can be a special master. Master, look at the yeah. Documentation. I was what calling that, it martyr, what that master. What requires is that the Justice Department, the FBI, cease and desist um, all sorting and searching through these documents uh, until the special master has a chance to, the, to review them. For example, uh, all of Donald Trump's passports were, were stolen. I call it stolen. They were stolen. Uh, the, the FBI had, has no right to take his passports. Uh, that's private property. It's his private property. Why would they take his passports? Is, is he going to flee the country? Is he going to take off somewhere because he's afraid? I doubt it. That's not logical at all. So they've been instructed to return the, the, the passports. What else is in there? I mean, they went through um, Melania, Melania Trump's uh, private underwear drawers. Mm-hmm. What were they expecting to find in there? What what gives the FBI the right to go through the president's wife's underwear drawers? And, and quite properly, she has said, "I've thrown all my underwear away and bought all new stuff." I mean, this is this is uh, ridiculous. They went through his son's bedroom. What right did they have to go through the son's bedroom? What were they going to find there uh, that that Baron Trump had that that the FBI needed to seize? And and again. Why is it that we get a, a totally redacted affidavit that you can't make any sense out of, and yet the Justice Department is every other day leaking, leaking a false narrative from undisclosed sources? Well, there was stuff about you know, nuclear information, really. How about that? Let's see. Um, well, maybe there was something on the Iran nuclear co- discussions that uh, we've been having with Iran. Oh, well, we read about it in the paper every day. So how sensitive is that? And what are we really talking about when you're talking about nuclear? This is a sham. It is a sham and a scandal uh, that the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Justice Department are acting in this fashion. It's a disgrace. The problem is, and it's a uh, reason to vote out every Democrat who supports this administration. Vote them all out. Get rid of them. The problem Our is, country uh, is in crisis, and, and it's a, a self-imposed crisis that is politically motivated. The problem is, Rob, that th- I have never seen so much hatred for those who hate Donald Trump that they don't care or don't want to believe that these things are a scam. They're a scam, and they, even if you don't like Donald Trump, you don't want your country to be in this situation where it could happen to the other side. So they have folks have to realize that, and that really upsets me that many people. No, yeah, he did this, he did that. They still believe the Russian collusion. It's kind of sad. It's 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 not only false. It's it's a false narrative that has been perpetrated at the highest levels of government. The the Justice Department, the FBI, uh, former Vice President Biden, now President Biden, Obama. Susan Rice, Sally Yates, Peter Stroke, all of these folks at the highest level of government are promoting this fraud and this lie uh, and getting and, and apparently getting away with it because the media, with a few exceptions, goes along with it. Uh, they leak to the New York Times and the Washington Post because they, po- they publish this, this garbage. We have so many leaks. Leaping, you won't find them leaking to the Wall Street Journal 
or to the New York Post, which which people say, well, the New York Post, that's not a real newspaper. Uh-huh. Oh, it's only got the fourth largest distribution of any paper in America. Mm, thank God we have those. Listen, we've had so many leaks, it's, I'm surprised we don't have more floods. Well, the, and, and what did Kennedy used to say? The ship of state, state leaks from the top. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, a... Which it, which it does. These are political leaks. They're part of a political narrative to try to uh, destroy not only the political future, if there is any for Donald Trump, we don't know, but for uh, any Republicans who supported him. Now, now let's think about this. Um, Joe Biden gave a speech this past week uh, in which he said people who support Donald Trump are semi-fascist. Semi-fascist. What he really meant is they are fascist. Of course. The people that supported Donald Trump are about half of the population. Now, this is the same president who came into office saying that he was for unity and uh, um, that he's, he's for bringing America together and all this kind of stuff. What, what a bunch of garbage. It's simply not true. Colonel Rob Simmons, I'm going to take a break, and then when we come back, I want you to tell us how you really feel, okay? Yes. Yeah. All right, we'll be, we'll be right back. Stu Breyer with you. Hello, this is Stu Breyer, and I'd like to introduce you to attorney Barry Horowitz. Barry is a nationally recognized estate planning attorney in our area who is going to be talking about living trusts and proper estate planning. How are you today, Barry? Just fine, Stu. Barry, why is a living trust better than a will? Stu, a living trust is better than a will because it avoids probate, both when you die and if you become disabled. How much money should you have to make a living trust worthwhile? Opinions vary, but we believe that if you have about $75,000, that means anybody who owns a home, you should be doing the Living Trust. In fact, I will be hosting Free Living Trust seminars on Tuesday, September 13th in Rocky Hill, Wednesday, September 14th in Woodstock, Thursday, September 15th in Norwich, and Saturday, September 17th in Norwalk. Seating is limited, though, so call 860-548-1000 today for reservations. That's 860-548-1000. Secure your family's future now. Call today, 860-548-1000, or online at preserveyourestate.net. Hi, everyone. Joyce Hart here from Hart's Greenhouse. Fall is in the air, and Hart's has all of the goodies to decorate your home for the season. Mums, asters, ornamental kale, and fall accent plants are now ready. You can fill your flower pots and window boxes with fresh, beautiful plants from Hart's. We also have fall vegetable plants, perennials, and flowering shrubs to add to your gardens, and these all have lots of fall color, too. We grow our own plants so you know they will thrive. In fact, we grow over 100,000 mums and asters in all your favorite fall colors, and they're staged to be in perfect flower every week. Remember, Hearts has pumpkins, gourds, scarecrows, fall flags, cornstalks, hay bales, and more to decorate your porch or patio. Visit one of our stores today. We're only a short drive from anywhere in eastern Connecticut. We're on Route 6 in Brooklyn, Route 14 in Canterbury, Clinton Avenue in Norwich, and Route 2A in Preston. We're open seven days a week. Check us out on Facebook or at heartsgreenhouse.com. W-I-C-H AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 W-I-C-H and 94.5 FM. Cruise down the Thames to Long Island Sound as the sun sets in the west on the Thames River Heritage Parks by the light of the silvery moon. Full Moon Harbor Cruise. Bring snacks and beverages and enjoy an unforgettable evening on the Thames. Advance tickets are $25 for adults and $18 for children 12 and under and $30 and $25 on the day of the tour. 
full moon cruises are popular. Reserve your spot today at ThamesRiverHeritagePark.org. Thames River Heritage Park. One river, a thousand stories. The Colonel is here, Rob Simmons, uh, who has been in the trenches of Washington and certainly has had the experience working there, and uh, I think he feels the same way I do. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. But let's go to Connecticut for just a minute. Here we are in Connecticut. Uh, We've got the governor race coming up, Bob Stefanowski and Governor Lamont. I have received so many emails every day from Lamont's crew, not hearing much from Stefanowski. What's your thoughts about this coming election well it's it's uh <clears throat> bear in mind uh, connecticut's a democrat state yes uh, connecticut has been run by democrats for almost half a century uh, so it's a democrat state so any any challenger to the status quo uh, has um a substantial task to be successful um Part of the substantial task is raising money, but I think Bob Stefanowski will will have money to fund his race uh, using personal funds, uh, which he has raised legitimately as a businessman over the course of his career. So that's that's challenge number one. Challenge number two is uh, the media. By and large, the media favors Democrats. It doesn't favor Republicans. And I certainly experienced that uh, in my 16 years as a state rep and as a member of Congress. Uh, mm-hmm. The media... Um, hardly would give me the, the, the time of day, much less a good story. Uh, one of the local newspapers had a picture of me as a congressman when I was suffering from the flu, uh, and and I had lost weight, was dehydrated and, and pale, and looked miserable. And, and that's the photo, the official photo that they used uh, for me for every story. And I complained to them several times. And they said, well, it's, it is you. I said, yeah, but it's not not my official photo. It's not a photo that your own photographers are, are taking on a regular basis. They take hundreds of photos of me, and using this damn photo where where I, I was suffering from the flu, I was dehydrated and sick, and I, I actually showed up at a meeting, which I really probably just shouldn't have showed up at. Uh, and they kept, they, they wouldn't change it. So that, that kind of bias is embedded. Uh, you, you have to overcome that in bias, that bias with TV. Uh, with TV ads, because people do watch TV a lot, and the ads come on, and they see the ads. So the idea of, of Bob getting endorsed by any any of the Democrat media uh, in the state of Connecticut is, is a long shot, and I think he, know, he knows that. Um, then it goes to the issue of the agenda. What would be the agenda of Governor uh, Stefanowski, and he certainly can speak for himself, but one thing that appeals to me, because I used to be the head of the Yankee Institute, the Yankee Institute has uh, published a list of taxes that we pay uh, here in the state of Connecticut, taxes and fees that we have in the, in the state of Connecticut. And if you look at this list, and they, it's online and they have a publication that, that printed it out, but if you look at this list, the state of Connecticut has 344 sources of revenue. 344 sources of revenue. And this is published by the Yankee Institute. And they list them. And yet, interestingly enough, over 200 of these sources of revenue bring in less than 1% of the total state Revenue. For example, you pay a fee if you want a license to track wild birds and wild uh, pedo- 
do they call it? Uh, four-footed animals, and that and that those fees when they're collected amount to three thousand dollars. Now, how is it possibly worthwhile for us to have two hundred nuisance fees, taxes, and sources of revenue that bring in less than one percent? Just the management of these 200 taxes and fees would be a challenge. Since Ned Lamont has been governor, what has he done to reduce some of these? And I'm not talking about getting rid of the income tax or the sales tax or any of the major taxes that we pay. I'm talking about getting rid of 200 nuisance taxes that have been laid out by the Yankee Institute that that just, you know, are constant harassment on, on our people nothing. The answer is nothing. Bob says if he's elected, he'll get rid of the, the 200 or, the, or, or as many as he can working with the legislature to get rid of these these useless little, you know, nitpicking taxes and fees that, that are a burden on the people of the state of Connecticut and a burden especially on small business. It's almost as if the state of Connecticut wants to get rid of small business altogether. Let me ask you this about the, the midterms. It's uh, is this pretty common when midterms are coming up? The uh, whoever whoever is uh, you know running the country at the time, you know, the few months before they're going to give you anything you want. Of course, they're going to wants to get rid oh, of sure. the student loans. Absolutely. Hey, they, uh, Lamont cut the uh, gas, the state tax on gasoline. Okay, that's great. It's much, it's much too high. We shouldn't have been paying the high uh, the, the high tax. By the way. We're the second highest tax people in America. We're the second highest state of Connecticut, a little state like ours, second highest. Um, so he cuts uh, some of the taxes on fuel, uh, on your automobile fuel, okay? But what he didn't cut was the diesel tax. The diesel tax on fuel, diesel fuel, went up. So who consumes diesel fuel? Farmers, uh men and women who are in construction, who drive construction vehicles, people who drive trucks that deliver goods and services to the state of Connecticut. When you go to the grocery store, those groceries did not come in on the back of a pickup truck from some local farm. They came in on a Bazuto 18-wheeler or the equivalent, Costco, stop and shop. Uh, They came in the 18-wheelers, and these are diesels. So what happens is the the increased diesel tax uh, goes into the economy on the food you buy, on the cost of, of your farm goods, on the cost of, of uh, a whole range of issues, and it's kind of a hidden tax. You don't see it, but the price of everything goes up. Well, what the governor should have done was prevented the increase of the diesel tax. Uh, and, and, and by the way, with regard to the gas tax, Ned, what's going to happen after the election? If you're reelected, are you going to reestablish that gas tax? I'll bet you are. I'll bet you are. And remember the tolls? Stu, remember the no tolls, that huge uh, fight over the tolls, and Ned was four square to have tolls. We want tolls on our roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the state roads. We'll start with I-95, and we'll do all the, all the uh, federal, state, federal highways and state roads. We want tolls, just like everybody else. Well, he lost. And, in fact, uh, Bob Stefanowski's uh, running mate, Laura Devlin, was a state rep and was critical in the no tolls movement. And, and, and the popular reaction against that was that we didn't get the tolls. But hey, if Ned wins in November, 
Is he going to come back with the tolls? You bet. Right, I'd like Rob you to come on our. Uh, be nice if Rob would come on our program. I've uh, made, I've reached out, and they said, yeah, he'll get back to me. But uh, I'd certainly love to talk to him. Uh, I want to take a, a quick break. Rob, we'll be right back. You got it, Colonel Rob Simmons, WICH Two Briar, with you. One of our more uh, popular guests. Fox News commentary. One greasy governor signed a fast food recovery act into law. I'm Tommy Laren. Find out next. The dollar is in grave danger as Russia and China recruit more nations into their anti-dollar alliance known as BRICS. If this continues, how much longer until the dollar is worthless? Stephen K. Bannon here. I urge you to get Birch Gold's free info kit on sheltering your savings with a gold IRA. To get your free copy, text the word SHELTER to 989898. With inflation continuing to explode, it's critical you take action today. Text SHELTER to 989898 right now. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a new fast food industry initiative into law, and the new law will create a fast food council to set wages and working conditions for industry employees working in franchises with 100 or more U.S. locations. Now, that doesn't sound so bad on its face until you realize this council has the power to raise wages from 15 to 22 bucks an hour. Does flipping cheeseburgers really garner that kind of a paycheck? Well, that's debatable. But here's the ugly reality. $22 a minimum wage sounds good until you unpack the consequences. If wages are raised that high, businesses and Employers are going to offset that expense by raising prices and or cutting workers. And who does that harm? Consumers and workers. And then there's that little thing called inflation. Once again, the bureaucracy steps in to fix a problem by creating another one. And this is truly a rotten idea. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. When it comes to heart and vascular care, go to the experts in bowel procedures, rhythm disorders, heart transplants, and more. Go straight to the heart of advanced cardiovascular care. Heart for Healthcare's Heart and Vascular Institute. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Throws up top, and he caught it! And he's in the end zone! Oh, what a play! This Saturday, the Huskies host Syracuse for the first time in six years. And caught in the end zone in a corner! What a catch! Touchdown, UConn! Our coverage begins at 5.30 on your home for UConn football. The Huskies coming off their victory last week, taking on the Syracuse Orangemen this Saturday with all the action on 94.5 and 1310 WICH. 1037 at WICH. There's so many things to talk about, so I'll have to talk in uh, fast speed with uh, Colonel Rob Simmons. Um, let me ask you, the, the, one of the big stories uh, in the last 24 hours of Afghanistan, they're realizing, of course, when we got out of there, it was a debacle, but now that uh, many people have come in, they realize they haven't been vetted, and uh, God knows what they're up to. Nothing good, you can be sure of that. Uh, nothing good. Afghanistan, our retreat, and, and I use the word advisedly because uh, I've seen it uh, used in publications, and as a military guy, I, I will tell you that um, uh, we did not engage in what they call a retrograde uh, action in Afghanistan, a systematic, planned, and thorough uh, withdrawal of our personnel and forces. We, we retreated uh, from, from Afghanistan, and we left behind hundreds of of uh, Americans, people who had green cards or were American citizens. We left behind tens of thousands of people who had worked with the American military and civilians in Afghanistan over 20 years. We left behind tens of billions of dollars of military equipment. And after 20 years of, of involvement in Afghanistan, um, 
we basically turned the whole ball of wax back over to the Taliban and al-Qaeda, which to me is the most incredibly stupid and useless foreign policy and military policy decision I have ever encountered. And then we have people coming in uh, that, you know, were not helping us with the situation, and uh, we don't know who they are. Well, we don't, and let's let's uh, turn our attention to that, because there's a very interesting article um, that I have on my desk here, that if you look at the open borders, not just, not just the people we brought in from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. but if you look at the open borders, um, over the past five or six years, Mexico and the northern triangle of Central America, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, have been responsible for the largest numbers of immigrants. But then in the years 2019, 20, and 21, you have um, an increase of people from all other countries, all other countries. Now, in the year 2022, the northern triangle and Mexican illegal immigrants have been surpassed by the illegals from all other countries. A record of 732,661 so far from other countries other than Mexico and the northern triangle. Well, where are these guys from? Have they all been vaccinated? Uh, we just lost seven students at the Coast Guard Academy who were who were <laughs> expelled. Yeah, according yeah. to the New London Day, Friday, September two, Coast Guard Academy disp- disputes attorneys' claims about the uh, help of the seven disenrolled con- cadets. As they call them, disenrolled. They were expelled, and they were expelled because they did not want to get vaccinated with COVID nineteen. So we have the cream of the crop, some of the the best and brightest young American kids who want to go to the Coast Guard Academy, who get into the Coast Guard Academy, which is the most competitive uh, four-year college in America. More people apply to go to the Coast Guard Academy for seats available than Harvard, Yale, and Princeton. Believe it or not, that's a fact. And yet these seven cadets were expelled because they did not get a COVID-19 vaccine, and yet we have tens of thousands of illegal aliens swarming across the border. Have they all had their COVID-19 shot? Bet you they haven't. Rob, anybody... So this, is, this is a disaster. Anybody with a disaster with an- of the illegal aliens, over, overdose from fentanyl in New London County are up 20%. According to the day, September fourth. Anybody with an ounce of anybody with an ounce of common sense would understand this is absurd, ridiculous. Uh, but we sit here and go, "What's what? What is going on?" But anyway, let me uh, think about that tennis player. They won't let in. What he should have done is uh, figured out a way to go over the border and then back and then come in again, and he would have been all right. But he would have been okay. Bring him on in. Give give him a put him in a three hundred dollar a night hotel room in New York City and give him a cell phone and a bag of goods. He would have been fine. No, th- if I was him, I would sue. I would sue. He them. should sue. He really should sue. And he should sue them, and he should sue them for lost revenues and lost re- reputation. You know, it's it's very ironic that for thirty years the women's movement have have chanted "My body, my choice." But when it comes to COVID-19, it's not my body, my choice. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, my body, I guess, belongs to the government. And the government decides what they're going to 
what they're going to inject into me. So the uh, the big word at the end of this year in Time Magazine, the word of the year should be hypocrisy, but I'm sure it won't be. Uh, probably not, but let's let's look again at this headline of the overdose deaths in the area and the state. 18% increase in New London County. <clears throat> Connecticut mm-hmm. uh, has an increase that exceeds the national level. Then there's an article that I'm reading here that said the fentanyl that is killing killing people in New York, Connecticut, and elsewhere around the country, this fentanyl is manufactured from materials that are produced in China. And it says, quote, the production of fentanyl begins in China where a network of underground labs create precursor chemicals. Um, And then they list the chemicals. I can't even pronounce them. The, The name is so long. And even though the U.S. and China have banned these and other components, they're still flooding in. They come from Shanghai, Ningxia, and Hebei. Uh, they're, they're coming into the uh, gangs in, in Mexico, and then when the gangs smuggle illegal aliens across the border, and by the way, they're paid for, uh, they also bring in the drugs. And the drugs then go from New Mexico and Texas through Colorado on Route 25 onto Route 76 and Route 80, east through Ohio and to mm-hmm. New York. And, and these, these fentanyl drugs coming from China and coming across our southern border <clears throat> are responsible for over a million American deaths. They're being, deaths are being marketed to young people, even to children. Uh, they look like candy. Yep. Uh, they're cheaper than cocaine. And they, whenever you uh, go to the obituary and read an obituary about some young person who died suddenly, nine times out of ten, that's fent- a fentanyl overdose. I wonder why when the president addresses the country, he never says the word border. I just can't figure it out. Being facetious there, let's move along. It's very, it's very simple. He has a false conception that somehow bringing in illegals and allowing them to vote will help, will help the Democrats. In actual fact, it's, it's destroying the country we know. You would think they would care about that first, but let me just get to uh, a couple of crime stories from out of Memphis. Um, it's the usual thing. See the just the the last story about this uh, guy who was rampaging and sh- killed about four people. Uh, he had, I think, eleven months in jail. One of his uh, reasons he was in jail: first degree attempted murder. That's a pretty weak sentence for somebody who attempted to murder somebody. Plus, other times he was arrested, so he was out too quickly. And then that poor uh, woman jogger was uh, kidnapped and killed by somebody who never should have been out of prison. What's Is there any logic to any of this stuff? Uh, no. <clears throat> this is progressive liberal Democrat policies with regard to um, law and order. And, and, of course, we know the progressive liberal Democrats have called for the defunding of the police across the country. Uh, they're, they're told to shut up about it now because it's, it's not good for the November election. But this is what they did. We know in 2020 uh, there were over 500 riots, arsons, and, and protests, the Antifa protests, raged across the country, many of them supported by progressive um, uh, Democrats like the vice president, who actually raised money for bail money for people who had committed crimes during the, uh, quote-unquote, summer of love. Remember the summer of love, 2020? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the aggregate, 
responsible for millions of dollars of damage, uh, uh, the injuries to thousands of police officers, destruction of, of federal government and private property, over 30 murders, and so on and so forth. And, the, and yet the summer of love is not a proper uh, source of investigation. In, instead, we're going to focus on January 6th, a speech and a riot at the Capitol with, with a lot of unanswered questions about how people got in, why the Capitol was wide open, uh, who was involved in the crowd, were there, were there any BATF, Bureau of Tobacco Firearms, uh, FBI people in the crowd, FBI sources, there were, of course, Antifa, yes, there were, of course, uh, and others, uh, professional demonstrators there to create havoc, yes, there were, of course. Um, you know, this is, this is uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's like the book Alice in Wonderland. Um, it's, it's a fantasy, and America is going down the rabbit hole. Well, I would like people to know about what's really going on. Unfortunately, some of the people who read uh, certain media outlets and uh, watch certain media outlets are not getting the whole story, and I wish they would at least surf the channels and maybe get a, a little more uh, introspective feel about what is going on. Let me take a short break, and if uh, we have a few more minutes, Rob, and if someone could uh, would like to talk to you, I'll, I'll take a call, 889-5252, cause I've been hogging everything. Because I wanted to. We'll be right back. Are you making multiple trips to the pharmacy each month, taking up your precious time? It's time for you to simplify. I'm Sandra Grillo from Utley & Jones Pharmacy, here to tell you about our exciting refill coordination program called Simplify My Meds. With Simplify My Meds, you won't worry about running short of pills or running out of refills. Our pharmacists and staff will check with you every month Review your medications, vitamins, supplements, and call your doctors to get refills for you. With Simplify My Meds, you can get all of your prescriptions filled at the same time every month. You can have the convenience of a single monthly trip to the pharmacy or delivery to your home or office. Isn't it time for you to simplify your life? Isn't it time for you to come into Utley & Jones Pharmacy? That's Utley & Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street, Norwich and online at www.utleyandjones.com. Jeep Adventure Days are going on now for the entire month of September here at Falvey's Motors. Come down and check out everything Jeep has to offer with best-in-class 4x4 and towing capabilities, spacious, comfortable interiors, and smooth, reliable rides. Your adventure starts here. We've all been hearing about the madness with the shortage of cars. Dealers are marking up the prices of the vehicles because, well... Yeah, we don't know why either. That's why here at Falvey's Motors, we promise to never overcharge on any of our new vehicles. You heard that right. Falvey's promises that Connecticut residents won't pay over sticker price. Come by and let us help kick off your adventure in a new certified pre-owned Jeep. We're located on Route 32 right down the street from Mohegan Sun. Or you can always visit us online at falvey's.com where you can choose your vehicle or begin customizing in order to fit your needs. If you don't see something you like, ask about how you can get even more savings by placing a custom factory order with us. Valdez, you're gonna love it. Country Carpenters is excited to announce a double feature this September, the Hebron Harvest Fair and Hebron Colonial Day. Come visit us at our model at the fair September 8th through the 11th. And the following weekend on September 17th, Country Carpenters presents Colonial Day. Come witness life as it was in Hebron over 200 years ago as you experience history firsthand. Country Carpenters on Route 85 in Hebron, Connecticut. For more information, visit us online at countrycarpenters.com. Stuart Valley with you. Always a 
pleasure and a privilege to have veteran uh, Colonel Rob Simmons. And do you have a question for Rob? Hello. Yes, good morning. Yes, sir. What's your question? I have a question for the Colonel. Yes, sir. Now, we're approaching our anniversary of uh, 9-11 Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there's yes. still 5,800 commercial jetliners do not have secondary barriers protecting the pilots. Now, what have we been doing for the last 20 years? And the Federal uh, Aviation Administration just uh, kicking the can down the road and uh, not pressing the issue. Mm, thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. I saw the article on that. Again, this is this is uh, a part of the insanity uh, of public policy in America today. We we know that there were people on 9/11 who broke through the uh, the pilots' cockpit doors, and we know that since then others have tried to breach those doors. Some of which are hardened, some of which are not. Uh, why is it? Why is it that the airlines? Uh, cannot work with the government to come with up with a with security for the pilots, which is uh, uh, which reduces the chances of a hijacking and increases people's comfort uh, when they fly. We've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on TSA, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. So when you go to the airport, you know you can't have uh, this and that in your suitcase, and if you're under 75 years old, you got to take off your shoes, and you're going to get pat down, and you're this and that, and all of these this, this harassment uh, by TSA at the airport. And when you get on the plane, there's nothing to prevent, uh, in some instances, a passenger from rushing forward and breaching the door uh, into the pilot's cockpit. So no, that th- this is just another stupidity uh, of a government that that does not seem to be able to make sensible security decisions. And and here's another one uh, for you, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. The President of the United States has a beach home uh, in Delaware, where he spends uh, a, a fair amount of his time. And now they are building a security fence. Uh, mm-hmm. The Department of Homeland Security uh, is building a fence for his privately owned beach house, which initially was going to cost $450,000 and be finished in 2021, but now it's going to cost over $500,000, and it still hasn't been finished. Why is it the President of the United States allows Department of Homeland Security to provide a $500,000 security fence at taxpayer expense at his private beach home in Delaware, and yet the same President will not uh, instruct the the Customs and Border Patrol folks to do their job on the border and will not complete a fence that was authorized during the and appropriated for during the during the Trump administration. And we still pay for this it. is this is the nonsensical irony of the Democrat administration currently in charge. Hi, your question for Rob. Hello, are you there? You have a chance for a question if you like. Okay. That'll be an easy one to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Have a nice day. Yeah, have a nice day. It's a pleasure. You're always a pleasure to have you on the program. i got about uh, five minutes before 11 o'clock. Sometimes I think I'm going to look outside in the morning and see uh, President Biden washing my car because uh, everybody's coming forward with uh, bennies before the midterm. And as far as... Uh, Bennies, of course, if if you take a loan to go to college, uh, you don't have to pay it back. Yeah. That, that's funny, because I was raised in a household where my father said, 
uh, avoid borrowing money if at all possible, because if you're borrowing, it means you don't quite have enough to pay for what you want. Well, that's kind of hard when you're buying a car or you're buying a house. But he said, avoid borrowing it whenever necessary. When you borrow, make sure you pay it back. What, what happened to that value? Well, that's kind of went away. Hi, what's your yeah, question? And, and as for the students that uh, took the loans and went to UConn and had a good time for four years, and now they got to pay the loan back, what about, what about the kid that graduated from high school and, and went to uh, learn how to be a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician uh, or do uh, you know, yard work and landscaping? What about, what about that kid? He's got equipment. He's got a truck. He's got a trailer. He's got uh, equipment that he's had to borrow uh, mm-hmm. money to, to pay for, and now his, his tax dollars are paying off the loan. Let's see if I can... Uh, no, those are, gr- those are great points. Let me see if we can get one quick question. You have a question for Rob. Yes. In Epic Times, Gordon Chang said that Chinese look like they are preparing for war. I wonder if you have a comment on that. I saw the article, and I, I'm, a, I, I'm a great uh, fan of Gordon Chang. I, he's very knowledgeable and a very interesting guy to, to read. I guess my take on this is if you look at uh, Chinese history, and especially Chinese military history, all the way back to Sun Tzu, um, they prepare for war to avoid war. If that makes sense, in sure, other words, if, of if you if you prepare and if you make threats and if you've got uh, airplanes and ships and missiles and nuclear bombs and all and millions of people in uniform and you th- and you threaten war, um, nine times out of ten, maybe you can avoid it. Maybe your enemy just concedes, and that's what that's what China has done. Historically, there's no question that they built up their military. There's no question their navy is bigger than ours. There's no question that they are threatening Taiwan, where I lived for three years, where my daughter was born, uh, which is free China, which only has about 22 million people. And there's no question that that's taking place. There's no question that they took over Hong Kong, but they took over Hong Kong without a war. They basically used police powers uh, to get Hong Kong to concede to the Chinese communist rule. I think Taiwan will be a little bit harder. I think they're looking very carefully at, at, at what has happened with Ukraine, and they have to uh, make a serious evaluation. What are the pros and cons of engaging in a war with Taiwan? What if it doesn't go the way they expected? What if a typhoon comes along the way it did in the 12th century when they attacked Japan down through the Korean Peninsula and their fleet was, was sunk in a typhoon? Uh, so there are a lot of variables, and the Chinese, if nothing else, are, are very cautious. They have a, a history and a culture that goes back 3,000 years, um, a very sophisticated history and culture, and, and, it, and, it, and it leads to very conservative decisions when it comes to military force. I know we have a minute, but I just want to uh, just mention, of course, uh, something that we all should be very concerned about is the education of our young people in this country compared to places like China, where they are now way ahead of us. Certainly, and why COVID. are they way ahead of us, Stu? Because we spend so much time on things that we shouldn't be doing in school, and things that we should be learning uh, are not there. And so, and Sweden has also jumped by us. And here's an article in the New York Post: Sweden kept its schools open and its kids didn't suffer from COVID or educational setbacks. China also kept their schools open. They shut down certain cities, but they kept their schools Mm -hmm. open. 
and yet, and yet, Randy Weingarten and and the other so-called uh, education establishment folks in Washington D.C. basically they're they're the heads of the unions. Uh, who does the union represent? Does a union represent children? No, a union represents employees, which can be teachers, which can be certain levels of administrators, which can be a certain paraprofessionals who brought into the classroom. Unions represent employees. And so the union made a decision on behalf of the employees to shut down the schools. Rob, I, oh, they say it's all about it's all about the children. It's all about the children. We got to no, hit the it's news. It's not all about the children. We got to hit all the, about the the um, uh, union yeah. Rob, members. Rob, we got to uh, hit the news. Give the grandkids a big hug and thank you so much for being okay. on. <laughs> okay. Take care of yourself. Yep. Bye. Personality Radio, W1094.5, W233DB, Norwich FM. I'm Rick Thomason. Britain's Queen Elizabeth placed under medical supervision with her doctors saying they are concerned for Her Majesty's health. An update from the BBC's Nicholas Witch. This is a very somber moment because politicians are saying there is uh, profound concern and I think that that is absolutely right. Hoping for the best but let's be completely candid now, braced for the worst. It may be that there will be a recovery but there has been a gradual deterioration in her health from everything that we can glean, from everything that we can observe over these recent months. Members of the royal family travelling to be with the 96-year-old monarch who is said to be resting comfortably at her summer residence, Almoral Castle, in Scotland. On the heels of a horrific crime, the murder of young mother Eliza Fletcher, now Memphis having to deal with another evil, a day-long shooting spree. It left four people dead, several others injured. This is no way for us to live. And it is not Acceptable. Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland notes a suspect, 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly, was previously charged with attempted first-degree murder, but pled guilty to a lesser charge of aggravated assault. He was sentenced to three years, but only served 11 months in prison. And was released less than six months ago. Police say Kelly is the gunman who drove around Memphis yesterday shooting at people, day-long rampage forcing residents to shelter in place and spreading terror across the city. Another day of intense heat across the West, including in California, where they're still concerned for the possibility of rolling blackouts. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 171 points, NASDAQ ahead 89. More on these stories at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. 
The Philippine president has approved the removal of face masks in public more than two years after the law was imposed because of COVID-19. The Philippines and Myanmar are one of the last countries in Southeast Asia to lift the compulsory wearing of masks outdoors. Authorities have said the change will take effect as soon as President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. issues an executive order. The Philippines Interior Minister has said a study has shown that lifting mask-wearing requirements in other countries has not led to a surge in new infections. However, authorities are still urging citizens to maintain a distance and wash hands regularly. I'm Karen Chamas. The death toll from a fire at a karaoke parlor in southern Vietnam has risen to 32 and some parts of the building still inaccessible more than a day later. The fire that began late Tuesday trapped workers and customers inside that multi-story venue. News and analysis at townhall.com. COVID-related emails exchanged within the Biden administration may soon be released. The Biden administration and Anthony Fauci are ordered to surrender all emails regarding COVID and social media censorship. The lawsuit to release the emails was filed by the attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana. It's an effort to reveal a coordinated effort to censor information the government did not approve of during the COVID pandemic. The AGs believe the White House pushed social media platforms for years to censor viewpoints and speakers at odds with the left. Tasha Stevens reporting. Along with the extreme heat, wildfires continue raging across California. There have been evacuations, many homes have been destroyed, and at least four deaths are blamed on the wildfires, which are being fed by hot, tinder-dry conditions across the state. Once again on Wall Street this hour, the Dow is up 172 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. All opinions are welcome on this program. 89-5252 is the number. Always good to have Colonel Rob Simmons. He's a veteran. He has uh, been in office in Washington, representative, and uh, he knows the ins and outs. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Stu. Hi, Larry. What a beautiful day. Oh, this is the best one in a while. Sure, enjoy it. You got the day? I have the day. I have the night. Here we go. I'm all Here set. we go. I want to read just one paragraph in a day. Mm-hmm. And this is about the Norwich Council. Let's the roundabout design proceed despite pleas from the residents. Oh, yes. Right on the front page. Nice article again by Claire Pissett, the best. She's the okay? best. Yep. Here we go. Here's the one in paragraph I really want to point out. Democrats repeatedly used the strips, the strip meaning West Main Street, nickname Crash Alley, and said the council has responsibility to improve the safety of the strip. Okay, let's get to the next line. DOT officials said the stretch has an average, listen to this, of 100 vehicle crashes per year, 40 with injuries, and an average of 15 bicycle or pedestrian crashes. Now, being a cop and investigating accidents on that road for 30 years, I told you this about two months ago when this nonsense started, that there was not many accidents, not only with injuries, but with no injuries on that road. Most of them were all fender benders. If you want to take 100 accidents per year on the strip that they want to screw up with roundabouts, how many is that if we have 52 weeks? It's very simple math. In fact, let's go down to 50 weeks to make it easy. That comes out to two accidents per week. 
Am I right or wrong? Is my math right or wrong? I think your math, you're probably better at math than me, but it sounds right. I'm very good at math. You have 100 accidents a year, and you have 50 weeks in a year, that's two accidents a week. Mm-hmm. Do you think with a four-lane highway, with major businesses like CVS, Walgreens, and Walmarts, all packed on, on Route 82, with four lanes of traffic and heavy traffic seven days a week, do you really think that 1.9 accidents a week is a lot of accidents, Mr. Breyer? Well, of course, it's 1.9 too many, but I don't think it's any different from any other area. It is different from other areas. Let's go right down the road. I know you don't have these great planes uh, uh, fired upon it on your uh, uh, scanner like I do in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give you the statistics right off my head because I don't have them in front of me. You know how many fatal accidents are right, right there, right off of uh, Route 82, and that stretch that these great planes fired upon it covers? I'm to- talking fatal accidents. Deaths. Tell us. I have no idea. Many, many, many. Listen, for being a, what my point is, for being a four-lane highway, okay, on a busy road with busy businesses, you're going to have a few accidents here and there. If you have two accidents a week on a busy road like this, I do not consider that crash alley. And I told you this two months ago from investigating accidents on Route 82 for 25 years since they redid it in 1986. I told you this before this even came out today, this article. Mm-hmm. And the no. Department of Transportation has actually backed up my what I said, what I told you. Well, those are statistics that they should evaluate before they make that decision. Well, uh, and 40 injuries, I can guarantee. They didn't say serious injuries or minor injuries, which they should have said. I would say the 40 injuries they pointed out in the paper were probably minor injuries. Not major injuries. Uh, that Oh, and one other thing, and I'll let you go. Where does it say in this article, which I just talked about, that there was any fatal accidents on Route 82 in the last 12 months? Okay. There wasn't any. Mm-hmm. Zero. Well, I'm always glad of that. Well, Listen, where's the uh, problem then, Stu, when I just brought up all these things? Where is the problem? Well, 99 seems like 99% of everybody doesn't think it's a good idea. And uh, even if it is, you know, a dangerous area, there are other things you can do. Lower the speed limit. Yeah. Get more police there. The last there. paragraph is very important, too. I drive that road every single day, Delusia said. That's the alderman, Mr. Delusia, the Democrat. And almost as often as I drive that road, there is at least a near, a near miss. Uh, near miss, if not an accident. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that after we just got these statistics from the Department of Transportation, that we have a Democrat or an alderman that says he sees an accident every single day on Route 82. I'm glad that he said that to Claire Percet, and it's in the paper today. Obviously, he lied. All right, Larry, That's thanks. That's the last paragraph of, of the story, by the way. Listen, yeah. I've had it with these aldermen. They should do what is right for the people who elected them to this city, for these big uh, things that go on in the city. And this should not have been a Democrat-Republican issue. This should have been a 7-0 to zero vote on this. Everybody in the city does not want this project. All right, Larry, thanks. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. You're welcome. Stewart. You can wear, uh, read Claire Bissett's column in today's day paper. In fairness, the people that voted for the roundabout I believe in their heart they really think it's going to be a big safety factor. I don't know, but I know that most people do not want it. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. 
Hey, you're like a doctor. You try to solve our problems. Oh, doctor, let me check your reflexes. Uh, okay, yep, you're in good shape. Yeah, and I didn't have any. <laughs> but if, as long as you don't have any and it's equal, it's okay. That's what I read. Yes. You don't want to have one different than the other of the knee. When no, they, they don't do that. Pointed hammer. They don't hit the knee anymore. They just yeah. they don't do it. I don't know why. I miss the knee, Pat. Hmm? Yeah, and it's kind of weird. We got uh, funny bones in our knees that they do that to mm. the doctors, but they never do it in the arm. But we have a funny bone in our arm. And I was wondering why they, well, this is the question, the wonder. <laughs> why do they call it a funny bone, but it, it really gives you like a nerve thing when you hit it? You yeah, know what I mean? should call it definitely not a funny bone. Maybe they should call, call it, it a pain in the... Uh, bone. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's not funny. It's not it's a not funny, funny bone. No. We jump. <laughs> Sometimes I hit my funny bone. I don't laugh. It's not a good yeah. joke. Good point. So, and then other times we use, I'm not doing this on the word funny, but I'm just graduating to it from where I'm talking, <laughs> is uh, when something is weird, we say that's funny when it's really not funny. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. almost that's fishy, but we say that's funny. Yeah, no, you can use words in various ways. That's why the English language is a little difficult. Yeah, I think I think the Spanish language is, if somebody didn't have any language, it's much more easier to learn. Because everything goes the way it's supposed to. But the English, English language went through so much history, they had to use uh, Latin. And Latin is actually called a dead language because it doesn't change with cultures because they don't, we don't use it anymore, so it's always the same. That's why doctors write out our prescriptions in Latin. Well, I thought it just looked like Latin because they couldn't write very well. Yeah, well, mm. that's a lesson for the day. All right, thank you. Nice to Why do they call it a funny bone? Hmm? Really hurts when you hit that one, don't you? And keep your funny bone off the table. 889-5252 and you would be next. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, always buying old coins, scrap gold, sterling, old currency, and silver coins. Hi, I'm Jackie, owner of Norwich Coin and Jewelry. We sell collector coins and supplies, and we do free appraisals. We also do expert jewelry repairs and engraving at very reasonable prices. We've been at the same location for over 32 years. Norwich Coin and Jewelry is a smart place to buy and sell your gold, silver, and coins. 860-886-2730. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, 35 Franklin Street. In Norwich. This is Nick Kaplinson, President and CEO of Dime Bank. Ask your bank a question. Where are they headquartered? If the answer is hundreds of miles away, then are they really a community bank to you? Large and out-of-state banks put profits first at the expense of local customers. If you value a real community banking experience, Dime Bank is welcoming customers who've had enough. It's your bank, your choice, your dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal House. 860-889-5252 is our number. Uh, scattered early clouds. Beautiful day. Sunny sky, 78. Nice. Put it in your pocket. Tonight, mostly clear and some fog developing by daybreak, 56. Friday, sun in the afternoon, 81. Saturday, mostly sunny, a little bit warmer, 85. It's uh, 70 degrees. Welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Stu. Susan. In the day paper, I'd like to point out a few things in it. On A6, on the opinion page, the editorial, talking about Stefanowski, you're not running to be Connecticut boss, Bob. 
the governor is not king. He cannot direct what taxes and fees will be. Really? Anyone who got the Norwich Bulletin during the COVID crisis in this state saw a whole page of directives from Vermont. And it started out at the very top. His Excellency. And they were all um, what Biden does with the pen. Executive orders. Executive orders, really? They ought to look at what Lamont did. Now, and there's, <coughs> this, this is really, the article is so dumb. I thought Lamont handled COVID pretty well, you know, the best he could. Yeah, as long as he followed Como and de Blasio's uh, and the governor of um, well, I don't New know Jersey. That. I don't know that. He couldn't okay. think on his own. And uh, even on a region, uh, David Collins has an article, and he is, you know, really criticizing what's going on down to State Pier into London. Uh, with Orsted and all that, mm-hmm. um, and supposedly uh, people are going to pay for a trip to Europe for one of the finance committee people, and it says, after all, if an inspection trip was planned years ago before Governor Ned Lamont wrote a blank check to build out New London as a wind assembly port at any course, maybe it would have been made sense to go see what was being proposed back then. Whoever this is is going to go to Copenhagen, and it's going to be on the taxpayer's dime. Okay, hit me with one more, Sue. Okay. <laughs> I knew you had one. we missed it. An article about Stefanowski in the day paper. Mm-hmm. You know what he wants? Stefanowski unveils education agenda. Republican gubernatorial candidate Stefanowski unveiled education agenda mm-hmm. to end all mass mandate, yes. prevent transgender athletes from competing against females, which I agree, allowing parents to decide when their children learn sex education. I agree with that, yes. And COVID vaccines should be up to the parents, it should not be the government's choice. The parent makes the choice for their children. You know, he, if he got elected, could turn around this state just like Governor DeSantis in Florida. And I agree with Rob Simmons. He ought to be a professor. I would listen to him all day, his words of wisdom. But, like, you know... Yep, I gotta... What is it? Well, it's just Stefanowski has all the right ideas. Well, he, and we he should come on really our show. Change our state. He should come on our show and uh, talk to the people in this part of the state. Well, I wish anyone who contacts him would ask him to get on WICH because I believe he's going to make a big difference. All right, Sue, thank you. Okay. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Yeah, I tried calling in when Rob was on, but. Couldn't get in. I had a, a question, maybe a couple of questions. Uh, he did say that Connecticut is a democratic state, and mm-hmm. it's been that way for close to 50 years. Pretty much. Yep. So, uh, I mean, you and I, a lot of people can see we need a change in this state, but I really don't think it's going to happen. Apparently, the voters are sucker for punishment, I guess. But anyway, well, I don't we've know if had you some good Democrats. It mentioned it. 
about the the illegals that they're letting in, they're going to let them vote? How how is that? I was going to ask him that. How would that be possible? Well, a lot of people believe, and, and I couldn't tell you for sure, but the speculation is the reason they're having people come on over is that they feel that eventually they're going to be all Democratic voters and uh, they'll they'll make them able to vote. Right, and but that they would be able to vote in November. Hmm? They wouldn't be able to vote this November. No, not this November, but... Um, or, or the next uh, presidential I don't know. I don't know. You know Listen, I could be wrong, but I agree with you. I think that's one of the things that... Uh, well, obviously, that's, that's, that would be one reason why they're just opening these borders, is to just get Because it really doesn't, doesn't make any sense to do that. You don't have a country when you, you have open borders. No, but like, like uh, I couldn't get through to, uh, to Rob, but he did make that uh, uh, comment that Connecticut's always been Democrat, and... It's it's going to be like like trying to change California. Well, we people. did have we did have Jody Rell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but those those days were different, so you know that. Wasn't that long ago? There's not much common sense anymore. I don't get it, but we'll have to roll with it. Still, we're old. We'll have to accept it and roll with it. When you say, you know, I think that we is that we do have common sense, but I think when you're competing in the world of politics. Um, you just tell a whole bunch of lies so you'll get in. But yeah, I think deep in their heart. That the media is very powerful. Uh, he said they used a picture of him when he was sick. They kept throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. They do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, Stu. Let's just hope for the best. Okay. All we can do. I'm with you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Hope for the best. Hello, we deserve the best, don't we? You're in the air. Welcome. Yes, good morning, Stu. Morning. As the unofficial... Mayor of Maple Street, I've lived here 81 years. I am proud to say that our road is finally getting paved after 60 years. Oh, boy, that's been quite a a wait. (laughs) In the same company that did it 60 years ago is doing it again today. And I'm so proud. But on the other hand, I agree with Larry about all them roundabouts. Like I said, I've lived on Maple Street 81 years. When they made it a four-lane highway and they put in all those signal lights, we got more traffic coming on Maple Street. And one day, my neighbor across the street, he sat out on his front lawn. In one hour, 37 cars went by, and there's about only 50 houses on Maple Street, which runs parallel to Route 82 West Main Street. So now that we have the road paved, the cowboys are going to not want to go through West Main with the signal lights. And they're going to come here, and they're going to speed. And it's not, the only way you can do it, stop their speeding, is enforcement. And the only way you're going to do enforcement to help the police department, give them $10 million to put two cruisers on West Main Street, and they just drive up and down all day long within the speed limit hmm. at each shift. Then they'll learn what the speed limit is. I go to uh, access the health chiropractor, and sometimes while I'm waiting, I'm in the front room from Starbucks to Staples. When those lights change, it's like being on a racetrack. They're, tr- they're going both lanes trying to beat each other. Hmm. Yeah. 
it's it's dangerous. But unfortunately, the police don't have enough people or enough cruisers to go on these streets. No, they don't. They don't have no. enough. Yeah. No, I worked at the police department for 18 years. I was wasn't a police officer, so I know what they're up against. And it's with this council at five to four. Uh, I mean, four to three, excuse me, they did not listen to those people who were at that meeting last night and were against it and were going to lose their businesses and everything. You're representing your, your constituents, and then you vote against them. That's a shame. Crying shame. So anyway, it's a glorious day for the residents of Maple Street. We should have a big party on Maple Street. <laughs> so you got your street paved after 60 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've, I've been a resident here 81 years, so I know this whole area like the back of my hand. I've been driving since 1953. So I know what it's all about around here. Well, I am honored to speak to the mayor of Maple Street. <laughs> Unofficial mayor. Well, all right. All right. Thank you, Stu. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Yeah. Take a short break. 89-5252. I want to talk to you. So you opened your business. You had a plan, a budget for marketing, an impeccable understanding of all your media choices, knew the kind of return on investment you'd need, and found a medium that was affordable while providing reach and frequency. <laughs> Wait, you didn't do any of that? Then we need to talk. Go to the Contact Us poll down on WICH.com and fill in the form for advertising. If you're looking for a great holiday season this year and a playbook to get you through all of next, time is running out. So go to WICH.com now and let's map out your path to a successful new year for you and your business. The Connecticut Maritime Heritage Festival returns to New London this weekend. This year's gathering of vessels includes U.S. Coast Guard and Navy vessels and the historic topsail schooner Amistad. The weekend will be filled with tours of ships and fishing vessels, a fishing clinic with lots of giveaways, music, food trucks, activities for the children, and much more. Brought to you with support from the Connecticut Department of Economic and Community Development Office of Tourism and Dime Bank. Go to ctmaritimefest.com for a complete schedule. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Doesn't get much better than this. Mostly sunny, 78, mostly clear tonight, 56. Could get some fog by daybreak, and that'll hang on early morning tomorrow. Otherwise, a beautiful sunny day tomorrow, high of 81. Weekend looks stupendous. Lots of sunshine, 85 on Saturday and 84 on Sunday. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Stupendous. Gee, if that was my last name, I could be really be a narcissist. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi Good there. Good morning, Father Stu. Good morning, my friend Ben. How are you? Okay. Hey, listen, I just happened to be sitting next to my grandson's drum set, mm-hmm. and I looked for the drumsticks, and I tell you, it must have took your advice and took the drumsticks to school. The class at this is cool. Okay, he's getting into but it. They're gone. Just the just the drum set. So he took his sticks to play on the desk. I don't know. He, he they're probably around here somewhere, but then they're, they're nowhere in sight. But the second thing I wanted to throw out at you, uh, Stu, was what was it? it? Was three things. The second one was yes. Just before your show came on. They had the city council meeting on uh, our Comcast channel. Mm-hmm. So I was watching some of it. 
Well, that's good. You get updated by watching it on your television. Yeah, it came on just before you came on. It was on just before you came on. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is one of your callers who, I, you know, I respect is, is just that when you talk about what happened during the pandemic and what the governor did in terms of working with the state of New York, and also he worked with New Jersey, any governor would have to work with those two states because I'm sure you're aware of the, the kinds of transition or transactions that goes on between those three states in, in terms of, uh, you know, people going back and forth and, the, the you know, commercial business. There's so much that goes on between those three states. That's three a good states. point. That's an excellent point. call them the, tri- mm-hmm. the tri-states. Uh, yeah, why wouldn't they connect with each other? I don't find a, any problem with that. Oh. Yeah, and, it, and if you're looking out for the people's health, you, you have to work with the people in charge. So it would make sense for them, for Governor Lamont to work with uh, the governor of both of those states, which mm-hmm. he did and which they did. They all worked together, and they also worked with another state. I think they worked with the state of Maryland. And, you know, they, the pandemic, you know how it was. Still, I don't have to get into it. Listen, we... Everybody was in a, a tither. They didn't know which way to go with it. Now that we've learned a lot from it, there are things that we could have done differently. But at the beginning, it was a panic pandemic. We didn't know exactly what to do, and I think people did the best they can. But after a while, when we realized, for instance, children could have gone to school, it didn't affect children that much. There were a lot of mistakes that were made. But at the beginning, I, I don't think you can blame anybody. Well... I'm glad you said that, Stu. Thank you. Thank you. Just like to be fair. Just like to be fair. But after a while, uh, wear your mask, don't wear your mask. You can't go to school, go to school. All of the information was out after a while, and still some folks didn't go by it who were leading states, and um, children are behind, certainly, in their education. Agree or disagree? Well, it's up to you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello, Stu. How are you? All right. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, um, I've contracted COVID. Oh, that's all you need. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I have been, I mean, between masks all the time, and I got my three shot, and lo and behold, I got it. I was... I, I still was like, you've got to be kidding me. But, no, there was a positive test, so, therefore, I'm on the medication. And, um, just to take, But I, I, I just, people, you still, I go wear masks. You know, there's some people out there, unfortunately, that, quote, if they don't believe, some haven't gotten shots, and they, ha- they don't realize that they can carry it or touching it, it's, Still, I still can't believe that I got it. And my friends are like, you're so, like, I'm not germaphobic, but I'm very, you know, cautious, even coughing or breathing and stuff. And yeah. lo and behold, I got it. You did so, the best you could. And, of course, we never really know where we contracted it. So it's, uh, what kind it, of symptoms it, did you have? Uh, well, I had started, I my temperature was 104. Mm. Uh, my body, everything was... My I I couldn't 
it, it, it was like I all the energy was drained from my me. I couldn't lift my eyelids. It was sore. Oh my God. I, my headache, uh, my body ache. Uh, I was just, it was, it, it just very, so that was like for the first three or four days, my temperature was like 103, and then it went up 104.8, and it went back down to 101, and so, and then I, um, I've been on the medication now, uh, what, four days now, four or five days, and so, but the medication, what it makes it, you're, it's weird. It's like anything you eat has like a metal taste with like tin. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to describe, but that's how I mean, it's like. It's not the most, you know, but I'm doing fine, you know. It's just tired, uh, tired. It takes a lot out of you. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I had, as you know, this year with the different surgeries, so I had to be very careful, and that's why I was so careful. And all of a sudden, boom! Mm-hmm. I'm I get it. I'm like going. I don't even go around anywhere. I don't go out. You know. Well, I travel. I have to travel for my work and stuff. But I'm still. I'm like very, very, very careful about even eating in restaurants and stuff. But I don't. Um, and so I was like, I got to tell Stu because he's going to be like. It doesn't. You can. It. It just got to be careful and. Thank God they have the medications and stuff, and that. Let that, me let that, me ask you a question. Little... Let me ask you a question. How soon after you took that pill that's supposed to lessen it oh. uh, did you feel better? It's not one pill. It's three pills. Oh, three pills. That's right. Yeah. And right, and three at night. Uh, it was probably I think two days later I started to feel. I mean, I still am still have the tiredness. You you just feel kind of sluggish. Mm-hmm. I don't have the headache anymore, or the, the or or the fever. Um, so um, I really really confident. The doctor is very confident when he said there was two different ones, and he says uh, I want you this one because I'm on other medications that I had to cut in half because of this of the I can't even remember the name of it that they gave me. So I had to split the medication, other medications I take because it would be too much on my system, but I'm doing, you know, um, I still, I don't go out, I'm just sitting, you know, you're, I go outside, of course, and I, I'm able to do little things here and there, but otherwise than that, it's just, as we were talking about it, I just was floored when I was like, gotta be kidding me. I'm like, Believe me, I I know people that have uh, said the same thing to me. They've got all their shots, they do all the right things, and uh, it's a hard thing to figure. Yeah, it it really, it it comes down to in the end, it really, really is. So I just just thought I'd give that ring out. And just people, you know, I'm not saying that you can't go out, just be careful, that's all, you know. Mm -hmm. You just, um, and that's what I thought I was doing really well, but (laughs) I guess it's, but I've, I've got I've gotten that you know I'm not worried I'm not you know like deadly lying there uh, no that's not me anyways and I have never literally I'd say in if besides the surgeries and stuff that I've had I've never been like had the flu mm-hmm. or the colds or things no I'm not I just years it, besides all the different surgeries and stuff other meaning otherwise than things that had to be done 
I never had. I've had like 15 years. I've never been quote sick. So are folks uh, kind of, are folks looking out for you? Who's uh, how you getting your food and all that stuff? Oh well, I have I have friends. They, I call them. I tell them I need this, and they come and they put it on the front. Good. The front door step, and they ring the doorbell and they leave. So yeah, I've got like six or seven different people. You know, you know, if you need something, you know, okay. So I, I say, oh, God, I'm running out of milk. So, you know, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, they're, that's good. At least I've got that on me because I, you know, I'm just doing what I'm told, and that's what you do. Don't, you know, test the water saying, oh, if you think it doesn't hurt to take the test, uh, test it's not, no, and it's, um, I, I was, it was just, it was an odd thing because I, when I, I didn't realize I'm like 104. It's like, a lot. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you know, normal. And then uh, later on, and then it drops 103, and then it was fluctuating for a couple of days. But now it's, it's 98.6, and you know, and uh, but I just thought I, you know, call it to let you know. It's it's amazing to see how many of these people you can just be cautious and careful. That's all. I'm not saying don't go out. You know, you've got to live your life, and that's mm-hmm. the whole thing of it. But no. and I, careful as can be, as can be, and it doesn't. Well, I'm glad you're 98.6 for one thing, and yeah. you're 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 out of the woods. And I know all the other situations you've been you've been in the last few years. Right. So uh, uh, let's get this one right. over with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was when I did, and I went what? And so I did, and I was like, this isn't right. I'm taking. I, so I did, and then I was like, oh, great. So then I, of course, called the doctor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I said, I just got to say, you just, I know people that, you, you know, you're very cautious. And thank God they do have the medications now. Let me where, ask you, you know, let me let me ask you a question when you realized, obviously, that you had it or could have it. Did you... Uh, had to go to the doctor's office, or did they do things over the phone, or? Oh no! Actually, I did a Zoom uh, uh, appointment. A Zoom appointment, my, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm like you know, and like on the computer, and uh, which was great. And my doctor was great, it, okay, you know, and um, the medication didn't cost me a cent, um, mm-hmm. and um, which was good too. But I have the insurance I have anyways. And uh, you had the home test kit. Yeah, that's how. That's how oh, you knew it was I positive. Knew. Yeah, and I said to the, I said I am not, I am not going into no, like, you know, I, I was in, of course, I'm in Connecticut now, right now. I said I'm not going over to Pequot and sit there, and even even though I have a mask and you got all these people around, I'm like, nope. And I did it. That's why I did it twice. And they mm-hmm. said those tests are, those tests are very, very, very on the spot. And especially with the symptoms that I had and stuff like that, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like I had the flu. There's no doubt but about it, it, yeah. Right. Hey, so thanks. Uh, be careful out there, and, you know, everybody just stay uh, safe. <laughs> yeah, don't get too lax. Uh, you're right. And uh, keep in touch with us, okay? Yep. Oh, yeah. So I'll let you know. You take it easy. Have a good weekend. All right. Feel better. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. I, I haven't been able to listen until just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the the outcome of the meeting last night in Norwich about the roundabout 
fiasco here in in uh, West Main Street. Okay, the council voted uh, four to three for it, and uh, no. seventeen of eighteen people were against it that were there, and that's um, really you know they talked about it, of course, and and they voted against their constituents. They, yeah, they voted for going ahead with the roundabout. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But that doesn't mean it's still going to happen, but you know how it goes, right? Uh, no, I don't know how it goes. That's well, I mean, it's a lot of people are disappointed. They just got to listen to to our mayor and slow traffic down. That's all they have to do. Mm. You know, put speed limits out, cameras, yeah. and send... send uh, tickets to people who are speeding and running red lights and so forth. Yeah, make, God make it big fines and lower the speed limit, and there are yep. things you can do, and it should yep. help. Well, I'm sorry to hear that our council in Norwich voted against the voters of Norwich, is what they did. So. It was a uh, four Democrats and three Republicans, four to yeah. three. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Stu. You're welcome. Bye bye. A roundabout. How many? How long have we been talking about that? Hi, you're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. Hey, uh, I'd like to comment on that gentleman that called in from Maple Street. The mayor of uh, Maple Street, the lady, yes. I think I know who he is. Uh, I thought it was a lady. Hmm. Oh, that was a lady. I thought. Okay. I thought well, it was a guy. Okay. Well, what? Whatever. Because uh, if it is the guy, I think uh, I'm, I'm thinking about who's lived up there for years. He is the oldest New England Patriots fan in the city of Norwich, Connecticut. Really? And he said he used to work for the police department, too. Oh. And he used to work work at North Tree Academy, too. Well, then maybe it was a gentleman because uh, yes, they did say gentleman. they worked and, for the uh, police department. I think department. I know who he is. But okay. he had season's tickets to Schaefer Stadium. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. That They didn't have... They had bleachers back then. They didn't have seats. Mm-hmm. That's how long he's been a, 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 a uh, friend Patri- of the Patriot. Patriot fan, um, yes. I guess they weren't seat-worthy then, yeah. <laughs> and it was cold. Those winter games, I went up there a couple times, it was cold. Mm-hmm. But he's right that uh, with these roundabouts going in, people are going to use Maple Street, and they're going to use Elizabeth Street that run parallel to West Main Street. And they're going to ruin the uh, lifestyle of everybody that that's living on those those streets where uh, you know they used to twenty five mile an hour traffic, and especially now that it's, it's paved, they're going to go zooming up that way. And uh, I don't know why the council doesn't listen to people. Um, I haven't been to a council meeting in years. I, I, I've called them before, and politics and now it's. Is very clicky, so. Um, well, they must really feel in their heart that it's going to be advantageous and make it safer. Otherwise, I can't understand why they would not go along no, with I, what the I people want. I go back want. to the days where the best politicians I've seen in Norwich were Walter Way, John Ryan, you know, people like that, because um, they were they were neighborhood people, you know. Well, I'd like to know what Walter Way how he would have voted. If you'd like to call in, that'd be uh, nice. That'd be great. I'd love to hear him say. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stu. Thank you, sir.
I have time for lots of calls if you like, 860-889-5252. And uh, noon to one, of course, it'll be our lunchtime oldie break. I have this giant fan in here. <laughs> and uh, I had it turned too close to, uh, and it looked like a hurricane went through. Psh, all the papers were flying around. Actually, it was pretty funny. If I was wearing a wig, I wouldn't be wearing it now. That's a big fan. So you opened your business. You had a plan, a budget for marketing, an impeccable understanding of all your media choices, knew the kind of return on investment you'd need, and found a medium that was affordable while providing reach and frequency. (laughs) Wait, you didn't do any of that? Then we need to talk. Go to the contact us poll down on WICH.com and fill in the form for advertising. If you're looking for a great holiday season this year and a playbook to get you through all of next, time is running out. So go to WICH.com now and let's map out your path to a successful new year for you and your business 860-889-5252 open forum this hour you're on the air welcome hi Stu. hi you had a giant fan there was it larry and susan (laughs) i'm I'm joking i know you're joking but it is a giant fan and it was pretty bizarre when i turned it on yeah you do have almost ended up in kansas Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um that uh, roundabout thing is almost beating a horse to death like Derby Gate. So um, what I want to say is um, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. Now, they, in a uh, domain, they took out houses to put in AAA. I think there's a, a telephone place and a haircutting place. So... Um, some things are beyond our control. That's the way I look at well, it. Well, I hope I uh, hope it doesn't happen for the, uh, and I don't want anybody to have an accident either, but I hope it doesn't happen. I don't want people losing their businesses, and I'm sure there are other things that can be done to make it safer besides the but, roundabout. That's my opinion. Okay, so I, I just wanted to say there's a lot of vacant buildings, the industrial park and you have vacant buildings throughout Norwich that they couldn't relocate. So, um, unfortunately, yeah, um, you have already three gas stations there. They're going to take out one. Uh, Greatest Jewelers, um, you know, uh, what was the other one? Uh, they were thinking it, it, that it would affect uh, the small businesses. Uh, a lot of the small businesses are tax-free, so um, I think there's places that they could be relocated, you know. Well, um, you want to stay in a location where there's a lot of action and a lot of cars, and uh, naturally there's going to be more people that will go into your place. So it's going to be hard to relocate. These vacancies up in the industrial park downtown... Everywhere, there's a lot of vacant buildings that they could put their businesses in. So, um, you know, you're, you already have, I want it, one, two, three, at least three gas stations on that road already. So it, it would eliminate one gas station. I think it's the one with two pumps on the right-hand side, right next to Grader's. Uh, jewelers, I, I don't know how much business they get well, what, from. What people, if they don't want it, they have to, uh, you know, send um, something to Kathy Austin and the governor and uh, get petitions and bring it to their attention, and maybe they'll fight fight for what the people want. 
I don't know. Well, well, you know, I thought Kathy Austin was kind of on Peter Nystrom's side because he, like, with all the stuff that, you know, uh, the areas that she covers, they were, like, hand in hand. I don't know um, that he's getting the support from Kathy Austin. Well, I don't know either. I didn't ask her, so I don't know how she stands on it. Um. Uh, you know, uh, so that's how I feel. All right, thank you. How do you feel? Hope you feel good. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Stu. I tried to get a hold of uh, Rod Simmons, but uh, I couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have one question, and I hope Rob is listening, because I know he was with the CIA, and I'm a confused American citizen on the uh, uh, raid on... My, uh, on Trump's Mar-a-Lago, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Mar-a-Lago. yeah, we talked to him about it, but go ahead. Yeah, well, my, my main concern, I had a top-secret security clearance with the Army, and all the documents were stored in a vault, anything that was classified, top-secret, secret, and they were signed out on a register as a chain of evidence would be uh, signed out and signed back in so that the records office had a record of who had any documents that were signed out that were in that classification. Now, when I got my top secret security clearance, they traced me back to when I was six months old Hmm. and my parents bought a house, but they went back to my neighborhood when when I moved at six months old. I mean, that's how intense the investigation is. So, you know, these documents aren't just given to anybody for any reason. I mean, you have to have a reason. There's a chain of custody. If I, if I sign it out, I sign it out at such and such a time. I use it. I bring it back. They sign it back in. And, you know, I'm just so confused how uh, Washington, the FBI, could not know what exact documents that the president had. I mean, that that is totally ridiculous, and I just can't comprehend that, because I'm, I'm sure Washington has a, a chain of custody, especially in top secret and above security clearances. They're limited to who can draw the uh, documents, and, and then they should be returned, and they should have, you know, uh, you know that on record. So when they applied for a warrant, and I was also a police officer, when they apply for a warrant, they have to go before a judge and specify exactly what they're looking for. And you know, if they're, look, they're looking for documents in Melana Trump's underwear drawer, uh, that is totally illogical, and it would not be admissible in court. They also have to give you a listing of everything that was procured during a search and seizure warrant before they leave the premises. They just can't arbitrarily take anything that they want and walk out with it. I mean, that, that is, that's the Constitution of the United States of America. So I, I'm really a confused American how my FBI... Well, right now I'm looking at uh, Hitler's uh, SS and Gestapo. Mm-hmm. It can pull a raid like that uh, on a former president of the United States and break every rule of the Constitution 
the search and seizure laws and everything else in this country and get away with it. I, I, I'm just total, totally confused over well, that. Rubs, I am very confused with the whole thing, and it's uh, if it's any indication about the partisan uh, politics that have gone on with Donald Trump, who, once again, I'm not a fan of, but I want... I am a fan of honesty and justice, and there's something terribly wrong going on. Yeah, I served 39 years in the United States Army, and, uh, you know, I, I served because I love my country, and uh, to see this injustice just kills me. I, I'm telling you, I, I come back to the wrong country, and I, I'd love to see this somehow resolved. I hope so, and uh, we can only pray that we can get our country back to uh, some semblance of integrity and uh, what it's supposed well, to I be. I wish Washington would at least, we should maybe buy some uh, pamphlets with the Constitution and, and let our at least our representatives sign off that they read the Constitution of the United States because to blatantly uh, ignore everything in the Constitution is it, it, it just... Mm-hmm. It's wrong. It's a hundred percent wrong, and it should so, somehow we have to fix that. I'm so good to hear from you. Thank you for all you've done. Okay, nice talking with you, and I hope Rob can call back on the security of the CIA documents. Uh, that would be nice to hear. Well, I hope he's listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on. Hi, I'm looking for uh, one or more tickets to Bruce Springsteen at the Mahegan Sun and Rolling Stone magazines and. My number is 860-887-0813. Okay, sir. I'm, uh, it's very sad, uh, the, the cover-ups, the Hunter Biden cover-up, whether you want to believe it or not, it was a cover-up. It was covered up because it, they didn't want it to affect the election. And when Donald Trump says the election was rigged, we know that was rigged. There's proof of that. As far as the votes, I couldn't tell you, but the media covered that up. Didn't want to hurt the uh, election with Joe Biden. And now all the truth is coming out. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hey, Stu. Hi there. Hi, this is Ron. I live in Norwich. I haven't talked to you in a long time, but I I listen quite often. Oh, thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, if people want to get to where we listen to, you know, the people that we hire do what we want, you got to check out this guy, Rocky. He's really, if he takes Kathy Austin's place, you're going to see a big difference. He's uh, different. He's not a politician, didn't want to run. He just sees all the problems we have and really wants to, wants to help, and he'll do it. He's the most honest person I know, and he's just not one of these that, you know, they think they want to help when they get in and things change when with the money and the power, but he will not do that. I can guarantee it. I know this guy so well. well Ron, tell him, that, tell him if he's interested in coming on the show, I'd be happy to have him on. Great, Stu. He will do that, for sure. He's been going around. People love him. He speaks off the cuff, doesn't write anything, and mm-hmm. really good. So I'll, I'll give him that message, Stu. Thank okay, you. Okay, good to hear from you. Thanks. And, I'm, and there's nothing. I'm not on his campaign or anything. I just know him really well and kind of talked him into I've been trying for a couple of years to get him to run. Now he's doing it. Uh, not just because of me, but I'm mm-hmm. really glad. So I'll let him know, Stu. He'll appreciate that, and he definitely will come come on. All right, great. Thanks, Stu. Take care. Hi, yeah. welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. This is Paul calling you up. Um, Hi, Paul. Hey, uh, just all the listeners out there, um, 
you know, the city council can vote whoever they want and do whatever they want, but so can we. And they've got to learn that we, the people, are the ones who put them there. And, you know, they think they can just do what they want when they want, and they stir on a soapbox and what have you not. But at the end of the day, it's us people, the taxpayer. And six roundabouts is ridiculous. You know? And on that note, I think for uh, old-time oldies today, we should hear a little Nash Rambler. So I'll let you go, Stu, and thank you for everything. The little Nash Rambler beep-beep song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's lighten the mood a little bit. You know, it's a beautiful day. We're all breathing fresh air. And, you know, these things in life, they come and go. And who knows? Maybe those roundabouts will never come about. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, the comeabouts. All right, Paul. Thanks. We'll play that. God bless everybody. Bye, Stu. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you wonder if it's okay to treat a headache by yourself? I'll be back with some ways to determine how to handle this situation. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. There are several types of headaches not due to any underlying cause that you may treat yourself. These include a migraine headache, as long as it's been previously diagnosed by a doctor, a tension headache, or a cluster headache. Ask your pharmacist to help you choose an over-the-counter product to treat these types of headaches. But always see a physician if your headache was preceded by a blow to the head, if your headache is brought on by exertion or exercise, or if you think your headache might stem from a sinus infection. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. See if I can get a quick call in. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. There's nothing that hurts a, a party more than someone getting on the radio for an hour and complaining about everybody. That is the worst thing that Rob Simmons can do. Um, I'm not saying that some of his analysis isn't constructive, but I found very little of the hour to be informative. In fact, maybe only two minutes was informative of the whole hour. I I don't generally listen to him because he sends chills down my spine. But... um, I have that's my comment on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That hurts the party a lot, especially locally, I think. Um I read the article on the roundabout proposal and I got I called Peter Mayor Nystrom and gave him a little bit of feedback about um my analysis. We spoke at length on the phone yesterday. It was a great dialogue. He's very knowledgeable. Um, so now I have a very serious heart condition. I just got back from Mystic, and all my legs are okay, but my heart isn't. So I'm following up on that shortly. Okay, I hope I it works you, out for you. I know you have a news break. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you, and uh, right. good luck with that. 
Okay, um, let's take uh, a break. We'll have a news break, then lunchtime oldies. Jeep Adventure Days are going on now for the entire month of September here at Falvey's Motors. Come down and check out everything Jeep has to offer with best-in-class 4x4 and towing capabilities, spacious, comfortable interiors, and smooth, reliable rides. Your adventure starts here. We've all been hearing about the madness with the shortage of cars. Dealers are marking up the prices of the vehicles because, well... Yeah, we don't know why either. That's why here at Falvey's Motors, we promise to never overcharge on any of our new vehicles. You heard that right. Falvey's promises that Connecticut residents won't pay over sticker price. Come by and let us help kick off your adventure in a new certified pre-owned Jeep. We're located on Route 32 right down the street from Mohegan Sun. Or you can always visit us online at falvey's.com where you can choose your vehicle or begin customizing in order to fit your needs. If you don't see something you like, ask about how you can get even more savings by placing a custom factory order with us. Hey, we've got UConn football for you this Saturday. Should be interesting. Uh, Rooting for UConn this football season against Syracuse. That'll be tomorrow at 5.30 on WICH AM and FM. UConn against Syracuse football. Yes, the season is here, and so is the news. Personality Radio, 1310 WICH Norwich, 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. Yes, we're on AM and FM. After the news, television radio star Jimmy Fallon has his talk show. Right now it is noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fewer Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week. The Labor Department reports applications for jobless aid for the week ending September 3rd fell by 6,000 to 222,000. First-time applications generally reflect layoffs. The four-week average for claims declined by 7,500 to 233,000. The number of Americans collecting traditional unemployment benefits rose by 36,000 the week that ended August 27th to 1.47 million. Correspondent Jeremy House. Hiring in the U.S. in 2022 has been remarkably strong, even as the country faces rising interest rates and weak economic growth. Also at townhall.com, Buckingham Palace says Queen Elizabeth has been placed under medical supervision because doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health. Members of the royal family traveled to Scotland to be with a 96-year-old monarch. Prince Charles and his wife Camilla are with the Queen at Balmoral Castle. A gunman who live-streamed himself driving around Memphis shooting at people, killing four and wounding three in seemingly random attacks, was finally arrested after crashing a stolen car. Reporter Earl Farrell says authorities facing a long and painstaking investigation into these shootings. This is going to be a very complicated uh, crime scene uh, explanation. We've got multiple crime scenes, and uh, it's going to take a while to sort through all that to come to an exact uh, explanation of what happened tonight. But uh, the best news is that they got the guy. 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly was arrested without incident at around 9 p.m. local time. The Dow had 77 points now, and the NASDAQ up 38. More at townhall.com. 
Early Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a Sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817 912 1569. The European Central Bank is set to join the U.S. Federal Reserve in hiking up interest rates in an attempt to stamp out record inflation. The meeting of the bank's governing council will focus on whether to raise interest rates by half a percentage point or by an unprecedented three-quarters of a point. The bank made its first increase in 11 years at its last meeting in July, raising rates by a half point when it usually changes by only a quarter point. The ECB had at one point predicted no rate increase for this year. However, in the face of record inflation of 9.1% last month, the bank has torn up all its old plans. The surge in inflation has been driven by skyrocketing prices for natural gas. I'm Karen Chamas. Europe smashing previous temperature records this summer. The EU generated 12% of its electricity from solar power from May to August. That's up 9% from last year. Breaking news at townhall.com. UPS is hiring. The package carrier will hire more than 100,000 workers to help handle the holiday rush this season. Holiday season volumes usually start rising in October and remain high into January. While online shopping has slowed from the height of the pandemic, it's still well above historic norms. UPS said Wednesday there will be job openings for full and part-time seasonal positions, primarily package handlers, drivers, and driver helpers. UPS promotes seasonal jobs as positions that can lead to year-round employment. Keith Peters reporting. Jeep will start selling two fully electric SUVs in North America and another one in Europe over the next two years. The new EVs, Jeep's first, part of the Stellantis brand's plans to convert half of its U.S. sales and all of its European sales to battery electric vehicles by the year 2030. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. I don't want to hear no disco. I don't want to hear new wave. I ain't old, but I love my gold. A stew bride knows what to play. Come on and bring my memories every day. Uh-huh. Stew's old to show. From noon until one, we're having so much fun. W-I-C-H Radio.
The guy must have wanted to pass me out as he kept on tooting his horn. I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn. Beep, beep. that song after all these years the playmates welcome to our lunchtime oldie break we're going to have nothing but pure fun and it's absolutely free so once upon a time they had something called love potion number nine they have some other things in the 21st century but here's the original troubles down to madam ruth you know that gypsy with the gold cap tooth she's got a Number nine. I told her that I was a flop with chicks. I've been this way since 1956. She looked at my palm and she made a magic sign. She said, What you need is love potion number nine. She bent down and turned around and gave me a wink. She said, I'm gonna mix it up right here in the sink. Smell like perfect time and look like India ink. I held my nose, I closed my eyes. I took a drink. I didn't know it was a day or night. I started kissing everything in sight. But when I kissed the cop at 34th and Vine, he broke my little bottle of love potion number nine. And everything in sight But when I kissed the cop At 34th and Vine He broke my little bottle of Love potion 
potion number nine. Love potion number nine. If you've been looking for Love Potion number nine, you may want to uh, see Alice. Welcome, lunchtime oldies. we got some sunshine today, lower humidity. I would say we're working on one of the best days in a very, very long time. And I believe, with a little luck, there's going to be a moon out tonight. Should be a big one. There's a moon. to know WICH Lunchtime Oldies. They're going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to play as many tunes as I can get in this hour. Hopefully they'll spark some terrific memories for you. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio. 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Hello, this is Stu Breyer, and I'd like to introduce you to Attorney Barry Horowitz. Barry is a nationally recognized estate planning attorney in our area. He's going to be talking about living trusts and proper estate planning. How are you today, Barry? Just fine, Stu. Barry, why is a living trust better than a will? Stu, a living trust is better than a will because it avoids probate, both when you die and if you become disabled. How much money should you have to make a living trust worthwhile? 
Opinions vary, but we believe that if you have about $75,000, that means anybody who owns a home, you should be doing the Living Trust. In fact, I will be hosting free Living Trust seminars on Tuesday, September 13th in Rocky Hill, Wednesday, September 14th in Woodstock, Thursday, September 15th in Norwich, and Saturday, September 17th in Norwalk. Seating is limited, though, so call 860-548-1000 today for reservations. That's 860-548-1000. Secure your family's future now. Call today, 860-548-1000, or online at preserveyourestate.net. The Lost Everly Brothers vinyl from 1964. You thought it was gone. Well, it's here. Gone. Stuart Breyer, WICH. Here's Bobby. He's got a dream lover. Hope they don't break up, it'll be a nightmare. Every night I hope and pray a dream lover will come my way. A girl to hold in my arms and know the magic of her charms. Cause I want a girl. Dream lover, 
I'll go to sleep and dream again That's the only thing to do Till all my lover's dreams come true Cause I want a girl to call my own I want a dream lover So I don't have to dream alone Dream lover Until then I'll go to sleep and dream again That's the only thing to do Till all my lover's dreams come true Cause I want a girl to call So would you like a dream lover? It now comes with my pillow. If you order now, they're almost gone. Hey, here's something by the Grateful Dead. All you truck drivers out there. You great parallel parkers, you. We're just trucking along. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the dude man together. Arrows of me and a flashing my keys out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all the same street. Your typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Dallas got a soft machine Houston too close to New Orleans New York got the ways and means And just won't let you be What in the world ever became a sweet Jane? She lost her sparkle, you know she isn't the same Vitamin C and cocaine All a friend can say is ain't it a shame
I'm trucking. Boy, we're just throwing the vinyl all over the place today because I got this uh, fans that are going on. <laughs> it's You don't have to be here to believe it. In the meantime, how about a lost vinyl? Song was done by Dolly Parton at one time, but here it is. It came out in the uh, early 60s. It's called the Mule Skinner Blues. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Captain. Well, good morning to you. thought that that song would end with a cha-cha-cha. Believe it or not, that was the only hit for the uh, Fenderman. At least that I know. The Mule Skinner Blues. Who could forget the Fenderman from 1960? Who? The Fenderman. The Fenderman. Oh, what will be will be. Lunchtime Oldies with Mr. B. When I was just a little girl I ask my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera, what will be, will be. When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after 
yesterday Here's what my sweetheart said Que sera, sera Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera, sera What will be, will be Now I have children of my own They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly Que sera, sera Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera What will be, will be Que sera, sera Until you get out of an answer, you just say que sera, sera Doris Day Lunchtime oldies with Stu at WICH. Anything goes next hour. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. The Connecticut Maritime Heritage Festival returns to New London this weekend. This year's gathering of vessels includes U.S. Coast Guard and Navy vessels and the historic topsail schooner Amistad. The weekend will be filled with tours of ships and fishing vessels, a fishing clinic with lots of giveaways, music, food trucks, activities for the children, and much more. Brought to you with support from the Connecticut Department of Economic and Community Development Office of Tourism and Dime Bank. Go to ctmaritimefest.com for a complete schedule. Country Carpenters is excited to announce a double feature this September, the Hebron Harvest Fair and Hebron Colonial Day. Come visit us at our model at the fair September 8th through the 11th. And the following weekend on September 17th, Country Carpenters presents Colonial Day. Come witness life as it was in Hebron over 200 years ago as you experience history firsthand. Country Carpenters on Route 85 in Hebron, Connecticut. For more information, visit us online at countrycarpenters.com. Some days I go into the vinyl vault trying to find some record that um, either I have never heard before or most people have never heard before by uh, a very popular group. And I found one by the Kinks, and I thought, well, this has potential, so let's put a dime in the jukebox. This is called Jukebox Music by the Kinks, a disappearing vinyl.
We are the Kinks and Jukebox music for you Kink fans. I don't know about you, but I miss jukeboxes. So much fun, huh? Putting the dime in the old jukebox. Well, you don't have to. It's all absolutely free here every day, noon to one. How about a little whistling music? Sure, we're up for that. Can whistle along with the highwaymen. Hallelujah.
Imagine he hasn't gotten to shore yet, huh? Michael Raw the boat ashore already. It's time for lunch. Here's a group that had a buzz when they sang this song. They were the Hollywood Flames. WICH with Stu. Who do you think the um, Elvis's favorite singer was? Anybody? Well, of course, if you're a Elvis fan of many, many years and a collector, you may know the answer to this. But it's an interesting one. Elvis's favorite singer, particularly in the early days, was Roy Orbison. He just loved the way Roy sang. As a matter of fact, he dyed his hair black like Roy Orbison. That's how much he liked him because of songs like this. And the range he could hit. I was all right for a while. I could smile for a while. But I saw you last night. You held my hand so tight as you stopped to say hello. Oh, you wish me well. You couldn't tell. But I 
song many times and I still say wow at the end. I got to see Roy Orbison. What a treat that was. And what a great performance. The 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. They're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 1310. And 94.5 FM.
Isn't that just like Romeo and Juliet? I'm telling you. So are you a Leo and I'm a Capricorn or whatever it was there. So um, you probably heard the name The Ponytails. They had a tremendous hit called Born Too Late. But they did have an album. And they were really good singers, even though they're mostly known for Born Too Late. I thought I'd play a cut from one of their albums, a song that you are probably familiar with, just to show you how good the ponytails could sing. Didn't quite make it a hit for them, but you know the song. seeing you when I get the credit card bill. No, no, don't break the mood, Stu. Come on. Hey, isn't it great if you're a drummer, you can make the sound of a clock ticking? It's amazing what you can do with drumsticks.
It's an image of a girl uh, done by a group called the Safaris, but not the same Safaris who did Wipeout. So there were a couple of Safaris around. <laughs> but uh, that particular one was a different Safaris. Now that I've confused everybody, people say to me sometimes, maybe one person, <laughs> Hey, Stu, how come you have to wait for St. Patrick's Day for an Irish song? Huh? Okay. I'll play one in September. Here's the Black Velvet Bond. Her eyes, they shone like diamonds. You'd think she was queen of the land. And her hair hung over her shoulders, tied up with a black velvet band. In a neat little town they call Belfast, Apprentice to trade I was bound And many's an hour of sweet happiness I spent in that neat little town Till a sad misfortune came over me Which caused me to stray from the land Far away from my friends and relations To follow the black velvet band Her eyes they shone You'd think she was queen of the land And her hair hung over her shoulders Tied up with a black velvet band As I was out strolling one evening Not meaning to go very far Well I met with this ficklesome damsel She was selling her trade at the bar When a watch she took from a customer And slipped it right into my hand And the law came and put me in prison Bad luck to her black velvet band Her eyes, they shone like diamonds You'd think she was queen of the land And her hair hung over her shoulders Tied up with a black velvet band Next morning before judge and jury For trial I had to appear Well the judge, he said, my young fellow The case against you is quite clear And seven long years transportation You're going to Van Diemen's land from your friends and relations to follow the black velvet band her eyes they shone like diamonds you'd think she was queen of the land and her hair hung over her shoulders tied up with a black velvet band so come on ye jolly young fellows I'll have you take warning with me And whenever you're out on the liquor, me lads Beware of your pretty Colleen She'll fill you with whiskey and porter Till you are not able to stand And the very next thing that you know, me lads You've landed in Van Diemen's land Her eyes, they shone like diamonds You'd think she was queen of the land And her hair hung over her shoulders 
tied up with a black velvet band. Who says you can't play Irish music in September, huh? That's a black velvet bond. 73 degrees, WICH great weather today, high 78. 56 tonight, sunny tomorrow, 81. Saturday, sunny, 85. And Sunday, sunny and 84. I'd say that's a bingo, wouldn't you? All of you who are in love with Bobby Sherman, here's a song by Bobby. He's going to sing this just for you. feel sunshine even when I'm standing in the rain Something happens that I can't explain when I hear your name But you can't help it that you're always chasing rainbows in your mind There's so much I want to say to you and there's so little time Hey little woman please make up your mind You've got to come into my world and leave your world behind Come on now. Na, 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 na. You've got to come down from that cloud, girl, and leave your world behind. What do you see when you're walking down a busy street and I'm not there? Is my picture hanging in your mind, walking with you there? That's how it is in my world, girl. You're with me all the time. Why don't you come into my world and leave your world behind? Hey, little woman, please make up your mind. You've got to come into my world and leave your world behind. All right now. You've got to come down from that cloud, girl, and leave your world behind. The Little Woman Song. be a great name for a book, wouldn't it, Little Women? Stu's lunchtime break, five minutes before one, 74 degrees. Uh, let's see if we can get a couple of tunes in before the one o'clock hour. Here comes the searchers. Sweets for my sweet, sugar for my honey. Your first sweet kiss thrills me so. Sweets for my sweet, sugar for Starters in your eye Darling, I would chase that price tonight 
Hope you've enjoyed our musical hour, lunchtime oldie break. Anything goes, next hour we do a little bit of everything, including some comedy for you. In the meantime, I thought we'd close out this hour with uh, something we can sing along to because many of us know the words to My Blue Heaven. See if you remember some of them. Here we go. today. Lots of sunshine and blue skies. Personality Radio. WICH AM 1310 in Norwich. 94.5 FM. W233DB in Norwich. Marty Hausberger in the morning's rock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Britain's Queen Elizabeth placed under medical supervision as her family travels to Scotland to be with the 96-year-old monarch. Buckingham Palace made the announcement after doctors of the monarch had recommended the move due to concern for her health. The Queen had cancelled a meeting a day earlier with the Privy Council after medics advised her to rest. Prince Charles, the heir to the throne, and his wife, Camilla, travelled to Balmoral, where she is resting, to be with her. Prince William, Charles's eldest son, is en route. Queen Elizabeth marked seven decades on the throne this year. She has increasingly handed over duties to Prince Charles and other royals as she has struggled to get around. Karen Chamas, London. Also at townhall.com, the number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits last week fell to its lowest level since May, despite repeated attempts by the Federal Reserve to cool the economy and bring inflation under control. Applications for jobless aid for the week ending September 3rd fell by 6,000 to 222,000, according to the Labor Department. Meanwhile, courtesy of the Cato Institute, Federal Reserve Board Chairman Jerome Powell says the Fed cannot allow high inflation to become entrenched like it did back in the 1970s. We need to act now forthrightly, strongly, as we have been doing, and we need to keep at it until the job is done to avoid that. We think we can avoid the the kind of very high social costs that, that Paul Volcker and the Fed uh, had to bring into, into play in order to get inflation back down and set us up then for, for a long period of, of price stability. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. Hurricane Kay lashing Mexico's Baja California Peninsula. There is a chance um, that outer bands of the storm could bring heavy rain and possibly flash floods to parts of scorched Southern California and southwestern Arizona on Friday night and Saturday. More at townhall.com. 
If you or a family member lived or worked at the Camp Lejeune military base from 1953 to 1987 and developed health issues that required hospitalization or extended treatment as a result of drinking toxic water on base, then you may be eligible to file a claim. Call BD Law Group now at 800-292-2972 to see if you qualify for compensation. Those who lived and worked at Camp Lejeune have shown an increased risk for several types of cancers and other serious illnesses. Female infertility, leukemia, kidney cancer, birth defects, lung cancer. Veterans, their families, military personnel, and civilian workers call BD Law Group now at 800-292-2972 to see if you or your loved ones qualify for compensation. BD Law Group will never collect any fees unless we win compensation in your case. Call BD Law Group now at 800-292-2972. Call 800-292-2972. The Chinese government has told people not to travel during the holiday around China's National Day in October to prevent the spread of COVID. From Saturday until the end of October, travelers on planes, trains and buses will need a negative test to visit another province. There have been COVID outbreaks across China and officials don't want the situation to get worse during the National Day celebrations when many people travel. Of paramount concern is the Chinese Communist Party Congress, which takes place in the capital next month. At the meeting, Xi Jinping looks certain to break recent tradition and get a third term as leader. The party doesn't want COVID to interfere with this significant political event. BBC correspondent Michael Bristow. Albania cut diplomatic ties with Iran and expelled the country's embassy staff over a major cyber attack nearly two months ago. The move was the first known case of a country cutting diplomatic relations over a cyber attack. This is townhall.com. A closely watched experimental drug for Lou Gehrig's disease got an unusual second look from U.S. regulators. It comes following intense pressure to approve the treatment for those with a fatal illness. Patients and their families have rallied behind the drug from Amalex Pharma, launching an aggressive lobbying campaign and enlisting members of Congress to push the Food and Drug Administration to grant approval. The FDA has approved only two therapies for the disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which destroys nerve cells needed for basic functions like walking, talking, and swallowing. The more effective of the two drugs extends life by several months. Keith Peters reporting. Apple revealing its next line of iPhones at the same prices as last year's model. The four new models, prices starting ranging from $7.99 to $10.99. They'll be in stores beginning September 16th. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Howdy, partners. Welcome to the Double B Ranch. The ranches were Double B, weren't they? Okay, stop the music. I'm going to tell you a story that uh, you've never heard before. I don't think you've heard anything like this, so I'm going to tell you. Right now, a very unusual thing happened at the beach. As a matter of fact, Mesquamica Beach, if you've ever been in that area, we want to honor a lifeguard. Lifeguards, as you know, save people's lives and protect them. But there's a lifeguard by the name of uh, Derek Bryson, 23 years old, of Groton. A lifeguard behind the Windjammer Surf Bar in Musquamacut made a friend for life on August 19th when he found the prosthetic leg of Eileen Casey of Farmington, Connecticut. 
He was in the uh, water for over an hour, bobbing in the surf. Because when she got out of the water, she realized that her leg was gone. She tried it out for the first time in the water. And uh, she is so grateful for this fellow who didn't give up on it. She said, he found my prosthetic leg. So 63-year-old Eileen Casey from Farmington, when reached my cell phone Friday afternoon, she said, I'm so grateful to that young man, he went above and beyond. Casey, who lost her leg to bone cancer 15 years ago, said she and a friend had driven to the beach so she could at last take a swim in the ocean with her new waterproof prosthetic in place. She said, I just got my water leg in April, said Casey, an athlete who pre-cancer was a daily runner took a while because they're expensive like thirty to forty thousand dollars expensive like a car and insurance companies consider them to be luxury items we love going to the windjammer because it's accessible said casey who always had to navigate life with her prosthetic leg in mind we brought our boogie boards and we're having a ball and you know what happened. We're feeling like kids again when suddenly I looked down and said, It's gone! My leg is gone! Can you imagine the feeling she had? Her friend tried to help her out with, in the water. She connect, continued, but with a missing leg and the surf building, they were struggling. Suddenly, they came running in and scooped me up, the people from the lifeguard stand, and got her to the sand. But an hour, but an hour later... The lifeguard emerged from the water holding her leg. He was in the water, determined to find it. He was in there for a one hour. He said, I was just doing my job Friday afternoon as he stood on the beach in front of the windjammer, watching the water, just trying to help people. Bryson said he spent about an hour or more swimming and searching for Casey's leg, and he got it. What a fantastic guy, 23-year-old Derek Bryson. The leg uh, was like thirty to forty thousand dollars, and obviously she was very excited. And kudos to this lifeguard. One of my most interesting interviews was a, was with a lifeguard, talking about how they trained to be a lifeguard, some of the experiences that they had. I mean, we take them for granted, but they are truly special people. I thought you might find that story interesting. So the next time you see a lifeguard in the stand there, hey, thanks for what you do. I'm sure they're not making a fortune doing it. Jeep Adventure Days are going on now for the entire month of September here at Falvey's Motors. Come down and check out everything Jeep has to offer with best-in-class 4x4 and towing capabilities, spacious, comfortable interiors, and smooth, reliable rides. Your adventure starts here. We've all been hearing about the madness with the shortage of cars. Dealers are marking up the prices of the vehicles because, well... Yeah, we don't know why either. That's why here at Falvey's Motors, we promise to never overcharge on any of our new vehicles. You heard that right. Falvey's promises that Connecticut residents won't pay over sticker price. Come by and let us help kick off your adventure in a new certified pre-owned Jeep. We're located on Route 32 right down the street from Mohegan Sun. Or you can always visit us online at falvey's.com where you can choose your vehicle or begin customizing in order to fit your needs. If you don't see something you like, ask about how you can get even more savings by placing a custom factory order with us. Bowbees, you're gonna love it.
We've been featuring the comedy of Stephen Wright on our program uh, this uh, week, and I've got another segment of song uh, jokes that we haven't heard from him a little bit later on this hour. Very funny man, Stephen Wright. This portion of our program is an open forum. Anything you'd like to talk about, all opinions are welcome. You don't have to agree with me. That's okay. 889-5252 is the number. We talked uh, naturally about the roundabout earlier in the program. We also had Rob Simmons, who was here from 10 to 11. For those of you who appreciate Rob's uh, point of view, you may want to check that out on our podcast, which will be posted later this afternoon. In the meantime, you're welcome to call in at 889-5252 is the number. Other things uh, we can talk about today, former Trump administrator strategic Steve Bannon is expected to surrender today on criminal charges brought by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The allegations in the sealed indictment expected to mirror a federal fraud case that ended when President Donald Trump pardoned Bannon, a longtime ally, just before leaving the White House. The last-minute presidential pardon did not spare Bannon from possible state prosecution. So uh, they're back at it with him. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Stu. Good afternoon. Have you um, heard anything about Queen Elizabeth? It, from what I'm hearing, it looks very, very serious. It looks pretty grim because mm-hmm. um, I've been trying to follow it, and I guess like all the family members are heading there, even like Prince Harry, and mm-hmm. I mean everybody. So, you know what I think in my feeling is that this new lady that is taking over she's a conservative and she um the new lady who's taking over where uh okay she is taking over for boris johnson well yes he was you're talking about oh you're talking about boris okay gotcha right quit yeah and she's a conservative you're right new lady i can't think of her name gotta Mm -hmm. have a paper in front of me but she went and saw the queen and I think to myself, maybe the queen thinks she's handing it over to somebody very responsible and that maybe she can go and be with her husband now. You, you know, you never know because she met with them. I think she met with Boris Johnson, too, all both on the same day, one, you know, one after the other. And I think of this new one as a young Margaret Thatcher, in a way. Because guess what she's going to do? Well, I the hope she does well. The one lady who's taking over as Prime Minister for England. This morning I heard early, early, early that she is telling them, get started with drilling for oil and drilling for gas and get their reserves up. And she put out 100 new leases. So she is going in the total opposite direction. She is going to take care of her country and make sure they're not going to be cold this winter. Well, so, yeah, that'd be great. I wish we would do some of that here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking that the queen felt relieved and that, you know. Now, the other weird thing is, on a, on a grim whatever, my mother always said, it happens in threes. Now, we already had one head of state, Russia, 
Gorbachev, whatever his name is. I always get them messed up. Khrushchev, Gorbachev, whoever. You're thinking of Gorbachev? They just had the funeral yeah, for him. Yeah, head mm-hmm. of state. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to the queen, I know we're all, everyone is saying prayers to her, um, but she is 96. And I guess whatever happened, happened unexpectedly. Well, she's had some serious moments, but this appears to be even more so, I can tell by the news data coming out. And so I'm thinking down through history, there will be a third head of state. I don't know who, but I'm, I'm going to watch, because my mother always said that. There'll be, it, it'll happen in threes. But on okay. another good note, a good note from Susan, ladies and gentlemen. If we could get Stefanowski in, wouldn't that be great if he just, like, across the board, just changed everything around? That was what I was going to say Rob Simmons said. Vote out all the Democrats. Because, you know what, we don't need a sanctuary state. And I'm not feeling sorry for the illegal immigrants that are being allowed here. Because you know what's going to happen? They're going to go into New York, and New York is going to set them up. Because that's what they've been doing anyway. Well, I can't blame them. If, uh, nice work if you can get it. Well, hey, yeah. Uh, you know, so um, it's not like they're going to go without. They will be taken care of because they always are. But I would like to see a big turnaround in our state. And things are happening. Mm, we and shall see. You know, you can only hope for the best. So I'm going to have to wait for the almanac until Monday or next week. But, I mean, hey, I just found it. It's my 2017, so it can wait anyway. All right, Susan, enjoy this beautiful day. Oh, I know. It is. It's very, very nice. All right, take care. Bye-bye. You too. Hi, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, sir. Hello, Lawrence. <laughs> hey, would you believe that judge uh, yesterday I was talking about that first uh, punk would you believe the judge had the nerve to say in court, I'm going to have to uh, redo your bond because of the murder charge now, <laughs> instead of the kidnapping charge? <laughs> uh, Would you believe he Larry, would say something like this? I can't believe some of the people that are uh, in the justice system. It's, it's, it's bonkers. I can't believe it. Yep. No, let's, let's leave. I can't believe this is both in Tennessee. Method. So let's leave that punk. And how about the other one? Mm-hmm. Huh? Murder, attempted murder. Oh, you, you always talk about attempted murder. Why don't they get charged with course, the same thing as first murder? Degree, you're absolutely right. They first attempted degree, to kill attempted somebody, murder. But they didn't succeed because they were yeah. too stupid. They're too stupid to do anything right in life. So they can't even commit murder right. So he gets charged with attempted murder, unlawful firearms, every charge you can think of that probably should have had like a 70-year sentence on it. The judge gives him a three-year sentence. For attempted murder, and he's out in 11 months. Yeah. What does he do after he gets out after 11 months? He goes and kills four more people yesterday. That should be with us today. They should put the judge in jail personally. So I don't know when this uh, criminal situation is going to change in our country. Uh, I don't remember it being be- like this back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, when I when I was on a force, I just don't remember it. Maybe I did not pay attention to it like it is today, but I don't remember it. I don't remember people getting out of jail for these type of crimes and walking the street it, well, Larry, right, right after they did. Larry, them. I remember interviewing policemen through the years in the city, and they would tell me uh, we keep arresting people and we keep rearresting the same people. 
So I guess this has been going on for a while. But we're talking about people who attempt to murder people who've had yeah, a long stretch of things. Serious crime. I'm not talking about. I arrested a lot of people too. They had like 13, 15 records, but that was all all stupid minor crimes, like mm-hmm. your breach of peace, uh, stealing from WalMarts. I'm not talking about crimes like that, Stu. I I don't care about those crimes. They don't. They don't. They don't need to go to jail, even if they have ten larceny charges well, of need, stealing two dollars. Some punishment, um, but anyway, uh, obviously, well, we've been through this. I don't understand. These are dangerous well, anyway, people. So I can't believe it happened in the same uh, yeah. same city, uh, like three days in a row. Memphis, um, the same city. Yep. All right. Hey, I got one cute thing for you. I'll let you go. I was on Facebook a couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. and there's a woman. Standing in front of a car, the hood is up on the car, and she's. The woman says, under the quote of the woman, there's a caption there says, "I don't need a man I know to put oil in my car," and she's got a quart of cooking oil poured oh. into the oil tank and underneath the hood. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the funniest. Funniest pictures. And, I don't know where these people come up with these ideas to put this stuff on Facebook. Oh, they come up with some interesting stuff. I know that. But that was one of the funniest ones that I have seen in a uh, while. All right. Keep smiling. Bye. See you later. Don't do that. Don't put cooking oil in there. You're in the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. I just wanted to... Uh, I was listening to the program, and um, that woman who is a mother... And a teacher, I forget which state, if it was Mississippi. Memphis, Memphis. Okay, um, and the criminal had a prior 20-year sentence for the same exact thing. He's let out, does it again. That's what I have to say for that. But um, the thing I wanted to say uh, was you played a song by the Kinks, and I like the Kinks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one that I recognized no, when I listened to it, but my mind was going, and I'm like, you didn't play a song by the Stinks. By the Stinks? Why, is that a group, the Stinks? I don't know them. Uh, yeah, it's a great label, and um, hmm. it's recorded by the politicians, and others. On the other side of the 45 is For the People, By the People, and it's sung by Tiny Tim. Okay, I, I think you should do some stand-up comedy. Well, you know what? I just collected it all, and I just thought, um, I just wanted to put some humor into it. And who is the guy that, that I wanted to say him? The guy that sang about uh, Campanata. Alan Sherman. There you go. So that song should be sung by Stephen Wright, Tiny Tim, or Alan Sherman. Okay. I made this up. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, Stu. I see ya. Well, in case you just tuned in, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. I would call it the Anything Goes Hour. Want to cut down on crime? Keep vicious criminals in jail. Okay, I solved that problem. Next. Yeah, we don't want to do it. 
They've been very good in jail. They didn't kill anybody. Okay, we'll let them go early. 11 months. Guy attempted to murder somebody, the one who killed four people in Memphis. And they let him out in 11 months. Just because he didn't succeed in killing somebody. So he goes out and kills four people. I'm sure he's proud of himself. He was able to do it then. Hmm? These are things that I ponder in my little Ponderosa corner. I don't know about you, but I'm in that corner quite a bit. Another Connecticut bank is being acquired by a large out-of-state institution. How much does your bank value you if they're selling your account again? This is Nick Kaplinson, president and CEO of Dime Bank. If your bank has proved once more that shareholders and profits come first, maybe it's time to let them know you've had enough. It's your bank, your choice, your dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 94.1 and 13.10 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. The Connecticut Maritime Heritage Festival returns to New London this weekend. This year's gathering of vessels includes U.S. Coast Guard and Navy vessels and the historic topsail schooner Amistad. The weekend will be filled with tours of ships and fishing vessels, a fishing clinic with lots of giveaways, music, food trucks, activities for the children, and much more. Brought to you with support from the Connecticut Department of Economic and Community Development Office of Tourism and Dime Bank. Go to ctmaritimefest.com for a complete schedule. If you miss any of our shows, uh, go to WICH.com and you can uh, check out the podcasts. Uh, Earlier today, we had uh, Rob Simmons, one of my most popular guests, certainly very qualified to answer some questions on what's going on in our country because he's a veteran. He's a Vietnam veteran. He has served our country in Washington and in Vietnam. You may want to check that out. It was a very interesting hour that... Went like it was about one minute. Hmm? So what else is in the horizon? Experts are voicing concern about the potential for vaccine providers to mix up the Omicron booster vial with those used for conventional vaccines. Well, something else to worry about. The concern emerged at a public meeting of advisors to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention last week and was echoed Saturday by a panel of health experts. The Western State Scientific Safety Review Workshop for four states, including California. So a lot of people will be getting vaccines coming this fall as they're expecting, and I hope they're wrong, some of the uh, medical people. (laughs) I hope they're wrong about... uh, the virus coming back in full force in the fall. Let's hope that does not happen. Welcome to the program. No, God help us. I do hope so. I know. Hope that I does know. not, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am going to finally get the booster now that they've gotten the booster that's supposed to protect against this part of the virus. I don't know if it works, but, you know, I just figure it can't hurt. I'll probably I get to, it. Yeah. I want you to talk about Memphis and New York City. Mm-hmm. The individual yesterday, I heard Larry talking, you know, he said the three years or attempted murder, but they changed it down to aggravated assault. Yeah, right. Which still, to me, should have been 10 years minimum, but what, you know, what can I say? 
they probably figured because he was like 17 at the time that they'd give him a break. How'd that work he's out? He's only 19 now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but now hopefully he'll get what, you know, he's going to get life for all that he did. And of course, the individual that killed the, the billionaire, you know, billionaire heir, he'll get life also. His term was, was shortened. But that's a normal, his was more normal of 85, he served 85% of his sentence as opposed to the other guy who, who served four months out of three years. Well, so. kidnapping somebody should be, uh, it shouldn't have, they should never get a shortened sentence. However, they did, he well, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't as bad. But then New York, let's go to New York. We have somebody with a very long criminal history. He tends to, um, to um, get people yeah. Get, get, get people with like knives and machetes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so she had, um, she had, um, assaulted somebody. On let's see, today is Thursday. This is a so woman we're talking somebody about. Somebody yes. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let out without bail. <laughs> and yesterday she um, assaulted someone else with a machete. Yeah. You know, there's no way she should have been out without bail in the first place with and she has a she has a long criminal history. She's obviously mentally ill. She should be put in a psychiatric facility. Or or in jail, whichever. But um you know, it appears I don't know. That there's a, I guess there's no cure for stupidity, huh? I know. And that's and that's what we have with the um New York D A and the and they just then they just hired Another um, DA in Memphis, who's also a Democratic one, probably funded by Soros, because he's been funding them all over. So, so what about um, our what about our mayor? Why isn't he shouting from the rooftops? You got to get rid of that no bail policy. Let me hear him shout it. I know. Well, he's a wimp. Yeah, he's a he's a wimp. Yep, he's somebody that shouldn't you have know, been voted in. That People that were in the police force with him, no. So that's right. You know, the I, Gabby I Cabby. No, I have no faith in him. The Gabby Cabby warned me about him. Down to the border, by the way, instead of sending yeah. people from the city, go to the border. Go see what's going on down there, where the people are coming in by the hundreds and thousands, and you know, ten at a time, twenty at a time, a hundred at a. Believe me, they know. So, Believe me, they know. Anyway, enjoy the day. Enjoy your, your weekend to us. All right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, bye. Take care. Keith C. Rice will be in tomorrow. He's kind of nice. Keith C. Rice. Join him for some good conversation. In the meantime, we have a, lots we can get to this hour at 889-5252. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Doesn't get much better than this. Mostly sunny, 78. Mostly clear tonight, 56. Could get some fog by daybreak, and then it'll hang on early morning tomorrow. Otherwise, a beautiful sunny day tomorrow, high of 81. Weekend looks stupendous. Lots of sunshine, 85 on Saturday and 84 on Sunday. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Currently 74 degrees on WICH AM and FM. Hello, welcome. How we doing, Stu? All right, sir. Hey, uh, 
there was another thing that happened on, I think, California this week, too. They mm -hmm. ordered a new trial for a murderer because you didn't get enough sleep the night before. Did you hear about that? No, I, I missed that lovely story. Yeah, and so they ordered a new a new trial for him. Because he didn't get enough sleep. he was deprived of his, uh, his cot and his sleeping arrangement. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just getting wackier and wackier. Uh, the thing I hate the most about this country right now is they've politicized everything. From judges to uh, uh, everything, mm -hmm. it, it goes by a D or an R now. But and I think myself that the next coming, uh, the midterm elections and the next presidential elections are going to be the nastiest elections we've ever seen in this country. Well, we certainly and, need to save our country, and uh, I know what I think, and. I wish people would just know everything that's going on, that's all. And uh, I, as much as I detest uh, Joe Biden, what Susan said today, it comes in freeze. I've heard that, too. But the last thing we need in this country is is to lose a president. Oh, uh, no, no I don't want... Or anything like that. I don't ever want this, that, no. This country will have a mental uh, a, a breakdown, coast to coast. And I think that, that's... Because it's part of our structure in this country to have... Well, he's supposed to be taking care of the whole country, but it's evident now because he's going around, he's already starting to talk nasty, and he was supposed to be the great unifier. Some of his latest speeches have been really, there's fire coming out of his ears. I'm telling you right now, that one he did with the, with the red background of the Marines, mm -hmm. I thought that was so underhanded, it's not even funny. And and um, as far as uh, uh, talking about elections that they don't think are right, Hillary Clinton did that years ago. She said that Donald Trump stole the election. Oh, of course, she said it a whole bunch. You know, so, so I, I think Donald Trump would have been better off not to say anything, and that would have been a lot better. But now he's he's just caused more of a commotion, and it didn't change a thing. Well, he's starting to do it now, and well, um, but he's a big money maker for the for the uh, Republican Party. Well, big money I think maker. if he really wants to help the party, that he should probably go fishing and just stay there. <laughs> personally, all right, Stu. Thank you. Yep. yep. That's my advice for Donald Trump, who never misses my show. Go fishing. Get out of there. Let somebody else have a try, huh? They can use some of his uh, good things that he did, and he did a lot of good things, of course, that weren't noticed because people despised him so much. And someone could do those things and have a different approach and a different personality, and we could really get some things done. And that's my little soapbox for the moment. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples, the working and learning store. All right, let's throw in a little comedy, not just a little comedy. This guy is very, very funny. His name is Stephen Wright. 
and we've been playing some of his the best of his jokes in his career, and he's had a very long, remarkable career. So have a smile or two with Stephen Wright right now. When I first moved into my house, there was a switch on the wall. It didn't control any lights or anything. I just flick it up and down every once in a while. And about a month later, I got a letter from a woman in Germany <laughs> saying, cut it out. I have a microwave fireplace. I can lay down in front of the fire for the evening in eight minutes. For a while, I lived in Vermont with a guy named Winnie. We lived in a house that ran on static electricity. If we wanted to cook something, we had to take a sweater off real quick. We want to run a blender, we had to rub balloons on our heads. <laughs> I thought I was a procrastinator till I met Winnie. Winnie got a birthmark when he was eight. <laughs> all Winnie did all day was practice limbo. He got pretty good. He could go under a rug. People come over and say, what's that? I said, that's Winnie. <laughs> About six months after we were living there, I looked outside my window and I saw a bird wearing sneakers. He had a little button on it, said, I ain't flying nowhere. <laughs> so I opened the window and said, what's your problem, buddy? He said, I'm sick of this stuff. Every year it's the same thing. Went to hear some of there, went to hear some of there. He said, I don't know who thought this up, but it certainly wasn't a bird. I said, well, I was just making breakfast. Come on in. Do you want some eggs? Sorry. <laughs> Stones, I love the Stones. I can't believe they're still doing it after all these years. Watch them whenever I can. Fred and Barney. Last summer, I drove cross-country with a friend of mine. We split the drive, and we switched every half mile. <laughs> the whole way across, we only had one cassette tape to listen to. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> we were in Salina, Utah, when we were arrested for not going through a green light. We pleaded, maybe. I asked the judge if he knew what time it is, and he told me, and I said, no further questions. <laughs> For absolutely no reason, I went to Canada. I was feeling good. I had just received my degree in calcium anthropology, <laughs> the study of milkmen. <laughs> when we were driving over the border back into the United States, they asked me if I had any firearms. I said, what do you need? <laughs> and I was traveling with my friend George. Some people think George is weird because he has sideburns behind his ears. 
I think he's weird because he has false teeth, but he has braces on them. <laughs> Last time I went camping, I accidentally borrowed a circus tent. I didn't know it until I got there and I set it up. People complaining because they couldn't see the lake. It was a forest nearby. It wasn't just any forest. It was a forest where they get paneling. It's a long, thin forest. My friend George is a radio announcer, and when he walks under a bridge, you can't hear him talk. three hours fast and I can't fix it. So I'm going to move to New York. <laughs> a couple of nights ago, I came home very late. It was the next night. <laughs> I was having a little bit of trouble getting into my apartment. I accidentally took out a car key and I stuck it into the door and turned it and the building started up. <laughs> So I drove it around for a while. <laughs> Went too fast and the police pulled me over. They said, where do you live? I said, right here. <laughs> then I parked it in the middle of a highway and I ran out the front door and yelled at all the cars to get the hell out of my driveway. Nobody who lives in the building noticed that the building had been moved because everybody who lives in the building is absolutely insane. The man who lives above me designed synthetic hairballs for ceramic cats. The woman who lives beside me tried to rob a department store with a pricing gun. She walked in and said, give me all the money in the vault or I'll mark down everything in the store. It's a good apartment to live in because they allow pets. I have a pony. I have a Shetland pony named Nikki. I like to ride him around the apartment. I have to flip an album or a remote to the stereo. If I want to make a sandwich, I ride him into the kitchen. Sometimes his hoofs slide on the tiles and he falls down. Last summer he was involved in a bizarre electrolysis accident. All the hair was removed except for the tail. Now I rent them out to Hare Krishna family picnics. <laughs> Whenever I move, this glass breaks. Last night I had a dream that all the babies prevented by the pill showed up. They were mad. <laughs> 
I was cesarean born. Can't really tell. Although, whenever I leave a house, I go out through the window. A friend of mine named Dennis, his parents are midgets. But he's not a midget. He's a midget dwarf. He's this big. He's the guy who poses for trophies. Very unusual approach to comedic uh, talent, and he's done very well with it. His name is Stephen Wright. Hope he brought you some smiles this week as we uh, continue on our Anything Goes portion of the program. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. WYCH, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Stu. Hello, Joey. Enjoying this beautiful day, buddy? I am. I've been helping my neighbor across the way. Uh, I'm doing some concrete work around his uh, building pool, getting ready for the winter. Good. But I've been, he always puts the radio out, so we listen to you. He listens to you just like I do. And, uh, you know, I love listening to the Colonel. He makes so much sense. And uh, he was saying, he was saying, most of the people for that roundabout were the Democrats for it. And, you know... And he goes, look, I don't care if it's... Dem-. I said, that's how Soup feels. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. Which right is right, you know? And he's not for it. And he's a Democrat. He was, he, you know, he's 70 years old, but he, you know, he came here a long time ago and he registered as a Democrat. But he doesn't look at it as that's the pro-party in his world. You know what I mean? Yeah, each situation is different, and that's how we should judge it. That's all. And he agreed with you, and I said the same thing to Bobby, his name is. I said, hey, man... Yeah, and he goes, yeah, that roundabout stuff, that's a bunch of nonsense. And Larry, I love listening to Larry because he makes so much good sense. This guy that went out three years and got out in 11 months and, what, killed four more people? Yeah, good he God. killed four people and injured some others, yes. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, I don't know, about a month ago, whatever, you had a guest on, and she was a pen pal to a lot of prisoners that were reforming. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, see, I don't agree with every prisoner, just because you're in prison, they don't get reformed. You know, they say a correctional facility. Well, a lot of them, some of them don't even get corrected. They never will get corrected. <laughs> and like I said, I was listening to Larry, like, this guy came and performed the, the murder, you know, attempted murder. I mean, it's stupid, right? Should be the same sentence, whether you murder somebody or attempt to murder. Absolutely, because if you didn't get caught, and say you, say you got caught, and they give you attempted murder, 
Say you didn't get caught. That that potential murder, he's going to probably be persistent until he does murder somebody. Most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I say, hey, give him, give him the give him the sentence, give him the full sentence, man, so he doesn't get another chance. Especially if he got caught and uh, for attempts of it, he's, he's going to go back out and try it again. I don't know. That's just my thought. Well, it makes too much sense. What can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, certainly does, Stu. Hey, it is a beautiful day. You're going to have a great tomorrow's going to be absolutely. Uh, what's Marty called now? Stu, Stu, Stu. What, what's the word he was saying? What's Stu? What <laughs> Marty was it's, saying? Yeah, he says it, it's Stu. Stupendous day or something. Oh, stupendous. I don't know. Stupendous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, you're going to have a great day tomorrow, and I'm going to be working on that pool tomorrow, and the weekend looks out, out, you know, out of this world great. So you're going to have a great weekend. That's what I was So I'm going to wish you a happy weekend. All Thanks, right? you too. Thanks for helping your buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it, and especially being out in this weather. It's great. All right, Joy. Take care. Thank hey, you. You too, my man. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Stu. Hey, what's up, fella? I have some bad news for you. Oh. <laughs> Just heard on 94.9, Queen Elizabeth died. Poof. I, well, you're going to have to find out from your news people, but they didn't give too much information. They gave what they could, and uh, her, she was surrounded by her kids, but uh, she has died. Well, I know it's very. Uh, it was very, very, very serious, the way they were acting and all the... The family was coming to uh, be by her side, so uh, I didn't realize it was going to happen this quickly. But, uh, but again, your news people will have to have something. They they didn't give a whole lot on the other station just as she had died. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see if I can get some updates on it before the we close out at 2 o'clock, but it'll definitely be on our 2 o'clock news. Yep. I hated to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, she was around for 70-some years. Yeah, she was 96 years old, and uh, she was apolitical, didn't get involved in politics, and um, was very well-liked. Yep. Well, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, it had to happen sometime. Yeah, okay. I Thank you for uh, getting me on the ball on that. Okay, Stu. Thank you. Queen has died. You'll be hearing tons and tons about that. For sure, during the news day at WICH and all over. Last I had heard, you know, she was she needed rest, and then you hear it all the family members were coming to her side, and then you say, uh-oh, this is more than just a little setback, huh? Okay. Want to respond to that or anything else? Our number is uh, 889-5252. A lot of people say, hey, the summer's over. It's after Labor Day. But not really. We have some great summer weather coming up this weekend. Temperatures sunny and in the 80, low 80s with lower humidity. But if you want to think back to the summer, you're welcome to do so right now.
winter here. So the uh, news, the Queen has died, and uh, it's it's a funny feeling. We've known her all our lives, right? All our lives it's been Queen Elizabeth, and uh, Prince Charles is uh, next in line. We'll, we'll get to this call in just a moment. I just wanted to give you a, a little updated information. On WICHAM and FM, Charles is now King of the United Kingdom. Charles immediately became King upon the death of his mom, Queen Elizabeth, Second, as a, rep- uh, a parent since the age of three, he has been the longest-serving heir to the throne in British history. Upon becoming the uh, sovereign, Charles has the option to take any name he chooses for his reign as king. For example, King George's real name was actually Albert. Two previous monarchs have been called Charles. Charles had already been uh, taking on some of the Queen's engagements this year as her health had uh, become enough of a concern for her to cancel some of the commitments, including the state opening of the Parliament. Both Charles and Prince William had been prioritizing the Queen's diary over theirs. Both of them had been activated as councillors of state, where the Queen delegates her sovereign power for specific purposes, and they were obligated to be even more available for their duties. Queen Elizabeth is the longest reigning British monarch whose rule spanned seven decades. Died at the age of 96 today, Buckingham Palace announced it. Elizabeth ascended to the throne in 1952 on the death of her father, King George. She oversaw the the last throes of the British Empire, weathered global upheaval and domestic scandal, and dramatically modernized the monarchy. She died at uh, Balamoral Castle in Scotland after doctors said that they had become concerned about her health on Thursday. Elizabeth ruled over the United Kingdom and 14 other Commonwealth realms and became one of the most recognizable women ever to have lived in uh, her son Charles immediately became king upon her death. Charles is now king of the United Kingdom. Charles immediately became king upon the death of his mom, Queen Elizabeth. So there is a, an update of the sad news that we've just heard. Welcome to the program. Hi. Today. Welcome. <clears throat> um, that's quite a story just now. Yep. Quite a story when you think about you and I. That's all we've known as the, uh, mm-hmm. the queen. Right. Right. Um, I was just going to say uh, for a second, uh, last Friday when Shelly Martinez was on, she did a real good job um, Friday morning. Oh, yeah. She does great work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. She she was, um, I don't know if you listen when people, are, when you're not there, but uh, I like the way she went back and forth with uh, speaking to someone and then playing the song that they wanted, you know, right afterwards instead mm-hmm. of waiting till later. But she played, you know, she did it like that type of a situation um so everybody seemed to be getting getting along really well with her then and then i think marty's getting better all the time he must be getting more comfortable every day marty is getting more comfortable it's kind of new for marty because most of uh, his career he's done news but now he's implementing his uh, good personality into our morning show and i think he's 
going to be really yeah, good. Really good. He's doing good. Who was the person that was just left before he started again? I mean, before Marty started. Who was the last person that was there on that time? That time was Danny O'Brien. No, not Danny. The one after him. Oh, uh, John John uh, Knight had done it for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that person's name, but... Um, so, I just didn't remember that one. But, uh, anyways, uh, good good job to Marty. And um, I, I did see that article you read about with the lifeguard um, this week. Yeah, that was something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really wonderful. When I um, that that shouldn't be considered luxury. I think they just term that they said that uh, the the reporters, the insurance people, just think of getting something like that with a uh, um, artificial leg, something a, a, a luxury. That didn't they, make any they sense. They termed it a luxury. That didn't make any sense to me either. No, that doesn't seem right. I mean, if some, they shouldn't term it like that. Says uh, that that's stupid. I think, but. Anyway, um, yeah, you're right. It's time for you to it's time for you to go. So um, have a good weekend and enjoy the outside. Enjoy your walks, etc. And you too. Okay, well, take care. All right, thanks for checking in. All right, bye bye. Feels like a windstorm in here. I've got all the <laughs> all the fans going. All right, seventy four degrees at WICH. And that's the weather forecast and. Uh, Sunshine and more of that good weather for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So what do you think, huh? So you opened your business. You had a plan, a budget for marketing, an impeccable understanding of all your media choices, knew the kind of return on investment you'd need, and found a medium that was affordable while providing reach and frequency. <laughs> Wait, y- you didn't do any of that? Then we need to talk. Go to the contact us poll down on WICH.com and fill in the form for advertising. If you're looking for a great holiday season this year and a playbook to get you through all of next, time is running out. So go to WICH.com now and let's map out your path to a success. Successful new year for you and your business. It's going to be a nice weekend for a picnic. So um, we're not expecting any rain. We had a little bit of that this week. So I leave you with a picnic song. Hey, boo boo! Go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain, because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Every teddy bear who's been good is sure of a treat today. There's lots of marvelous things to eat and some wonderful games to play. Beneath the trees where nobody sees, they'll hide and seek as long as they please, because that's the way the teddy bears have their picnic. Today, you better not go alone. It's lovely down in the woods today, but safer to stay at home. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain, because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Picnic time for teddy bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them, catch them unawares, and see them picnic on their holiday. See them gaily gad about, 
They love to play and shout, they never have any cares. At six o'clock their mommies and daddies will take them home to bed because they're tired little teddy bears. Crosby, WICH, you know what the top story is going to be at 2 o'clock. We'll have that for you coming up. Everybody, please be kind to each other. Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310, 94.5, W233, DB in Norwich. Jimmy Fallow follows the news at 2 o'clock.